0: Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refunds. Subscription auto-renews.
1: Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? (laughs) Yep, It's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What?
2: Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook.
3: Got it.
0: Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine—a new kind of Chromebook. Boys, yeah, hey, the boys are here. They're nervous. we <laughs> <laughs> are calm.
2: Boysies. Get rarer. Get rarer.
0: Why is this happening to me? Me?
2: We're not getting mackers, and you can blame my son.
0: <laughs>
2: Get a few today, did you?
1: Great to contractually be obliged to be here <laughs> Thank
3: you.
1: Is anyone gonna to listen to this or what? No, actually, I actually don't know what what happened to the <laughs> You either get moved and get in the shower or we're
2: throwing all your cook gear in, bro. No chance I'm gonna follow you 19th century Pax Britannica. <laughs>
0: The last show of 2022. How many more Boxing Day tests have we got left in us? David Warner, 200. Alex Carey, 111. Green, 3.15 million. We are talking IPL auction. We're talking Big Bash. We're talking Nisa Hattricks. We're talking Pakistan and New Zealand. That's all before we get into Hashtag AskTGC. TGC. Matt Short is on the show, as is Alex Malcolm. My name is Ian Higgins. Sam Perry, how have you Christmased?
2: Oh, as I always have, uh, in a stupor of... Food and drink, uh, meat sweats, other sweats. Yeah, uh, you know, I've I've taken it in as is my want, as is my entitlement, as a waspish. Australian male, and that includes regarding all the cricket as just another procession for our country,
0: which only reflects well on us and nothing deeper. 100%. And if you have got the sweats yourself, jump into some Budgie Smugglers. That's smuggler.com.au as this show is always presented to you by and has done for many, many years. Pez, it's been 10 days uh, since um, we last convened on this here podcast, and in that time, Finally, Don Bradman cancelled. Yeah. Finally. Yeah. <laughs> and that's all happened in the space of 10 days. A bit has happened. But finally, Bradman cancelled, okay? Tear down the statues. Um, why is Bradman cancelled, mate? Well, he's not, you know. <laughs> he's just not. He's not. Too good a stick. <laughs> he's too good a stick. Too many runs.
2: So th- this this piece popped up from Bredig, uh, a friend of the show, Dan Bredig, Sydney Morning Herald, The Age, The Nine Papers. Uh, it, was a, it was a good, solid, like, Boxing Day read, I think. All the good journals they put something big out on Boxing Day because in Australia, after Christmas Day, like, mm-hmm. after Christmas Day, there's 10 days of not knowing what day of the week it is. Mm-hmm. And you want to start your Boxing Day just with a good, long, uh, salacious read. And be- and Brettig, I was going to say Betrig, but that would be a misspelling <laughs> of them. i have to say Betrig sick. Uh <laughs> That's a, that's, a, that's a new online gambling forum. I think his name has,
0: has been changed to DanBet365. Yeah. I think so. <laughs>
2: oh, I think yeah. he'd go with it. <laughs> <laughs> Brodig delivered this year, and it mm. was a story of, uh, of, of Don Bradman writing to new Prime Minister in <clears> the <throat> when it's, uh, 70s, uh, Malcolm Fraser, upon the toppling of Gough Whitlam, a famous moment um, and notorious moment in Australian political history where the, uh, the Prime Minister was... Uh, Dropped to two. He's dropped to twos. He's dropped to twos. <laughs> uh, twos. and um, and it kind of showed Bradman's political proclivities, right? Which is, you know, yeah. Surprise, surprise. Good stick, skew selfish, you <laughs> know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Turns out, didn't give him many throwdowns himself. <laughs> <laughs> received a lot. Didn't give out many. Yeah, uh, the ratio of received to I don't uh, know. afforded.
2: I thought it was. A, I thought it was a nice read from Brett. Like, uh, yeah. I mean, f- for me. Bradman's conservative. Well, yeah, yeah, Like that's good. But but like some of the details, always at first. Some of the Very details, fun, fun to read. That's all good. Yeah, yeah. And then it was. Then it got it got funneled through the uh, the the culture wars. You know, Philip like, Adam's getting in there calling him a right wing nut job, that's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. yeah, And then you know, throwing a few sources out there saying perhaps he wasn't the uh, you know because because Bradman's often lauded for his role in standing up to South African apartheid. And, you know, Philip Adams and a couple of others put some other source material out there that indicated otherwise. Right. You know, and that upset some people. The Deputy PM, Michael McCormack, said build more statues for Bradman because they're going to want to tear them down. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and news.com.au actually put out a whole article of of everyday Australians and leaders standing up. Leaders. Australian leaders who are standing up to this left-wing cancel culture woke... You know, BLM yeah. fuckwit uh, yeah. movement, right? And I'm going through News.com.au and I'm like, Yep, there's Mick McCormack, there's <laughs> he's out there. <clears throat> there's Rita Panahi uh, talking to Tina, someone or other from the from Vic State Labor State Vic State, uh, State yeah. Liberal Party, and um and then I see a tweet uh, that they've included from Ian Higgins. <laughs> <laughs> Something about what Braman could have got away with if you averaged a hundred. <laughs> I just like that. New, I just like that. That uh, you know, news.com.au, the Daily Telegraph. They've claimed Dean yeah. Higgins as yeah. conservative media darling. I <laughs> finally, finally, finally have yeah. been accepted. Yeah. We got Ralphorum. Uh, yeah, I could, I can see it actually. Well, they actually good. sent this to me
0: as a as a, yeah. As a, as a gift. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. no, because I, I, you didn't tell me that this happened. I was like literally reading that story this morning. <laughs> just going through like the the commentary online. I was like, hang on a second. Yeah. that's me. I know that guy. Know that. Hang on a second. Very good looking bloke. Uh, So i
2: thought that was all pretty good that's That's all all pretty good that's all good hell of a
0: way to start the festive season uh and you know how is it friday i don't know what this this means for anyone um, anyway, yeah, before we get into Australia, South Africa, because there's, there's such a big conversation about what this all means for the future of the game, as, mm. as actually the whole uh, motif of this summer in many ways has been about, Pez, um, do you want to talk about the TV rights, which are sort of in the, in the midst of uh, some... Uh, I
2: suppose it's worth
0: uh, uh, worth providing some kind of
2: update. The TV, the broadcast rights in Australian cricket are important because they basically pay for the game and mm-hmm. uh, that's where most of the money comes from. There's other bits of money knocking yeah. around. Yeah. Subs. You know, merchandise, subscription, yeah, subs, <laughs> subs to play grade cricket, etc. cetera. Yeah. If you can pay them, depending on what grade you're in yeah. and your contribution to the club. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, and, yeah, there's uh, uh, the, the major TV networks are jockeying for the rights. Uh, there's been various soft deadlines placed and then passed in the last couple of days. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been a pretty curious or interesting – um, set of articles by the the news court papers that sort of indicate that they will be picking the tea, like the free to wear partner that they'll be going with there right. seems to be a pretty concerted effort to um, to note that Paramount and channel 10 who have apparently re- um, offered the most money right 1. 1. 1.5 bill the ability to play whatever they want on free to wear and then anything behind you know streamed on yep. paramount right. These are guys that have done the BBL really well in the past. News Corp yeah. made it pretty clear with a series of articles that uh, that not a lot of people watch Channel Ten, so right. News Corp don't want to work with them, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all reports are the CA might just play it safe this time around, but yeah. um, it's a pretty big call for CA. Like you know, mm-hmm. at the last the last TV rights deal, they went for News Corp. They went for Foxtel and yeah. Channel Seven, Seven yeah. and which was a big departure from where they were with Channel Nine. Apparently they did that because they got up to a billion dollars. That gave a bit of a bonus to right. to Sutherland,
0: yeah, Sutherland and the boys. And
2: um, <coughs> and now we have a bit of cricket behind a paywall.
0: Yeah, and that's same to so the same. The, the current rights holders offered the same amount of money. I understand one point one billion again. So <coughs> excuse me, four hundred million less than ten in Paramount, but um,
2: apparently, but uh, you, you, apparently. Know, appara- you know, then you get lots, lots of lots of stuff talking. sourcing through, like yeah. uh, like apparently. Seven put a deadline on accepting their offer a couple of days ago. Mm. Haven't heard anything mm. since.
0: Mm. It mm. sinks. Um, and links Africa, um, which is what we, hope, what, uh, what we all received over Christmas. Um, so Australia, South Africa, we've been doing the dailies on that through YouTube. If you want the audio, exclusive audio for that, patreon.com forward slash great Cricketer, the more tests to come. And then, of course, much more cricket in the near future where all the audio will live exclusively at patreon.com forward slash great Cricketer. Um, <clears throat> okay, Australia-South Africa, the Boxing Day test. Australia win by an innings and 182 runs. Um, I think by now people know the scores. Um, Warner, 200. Carey, 111. Green 5 for 27. Nathan Lyon finishes equal most wickets for the year. From an Australian perspective, that's nice. Equaled Rabada. Though Rabada played a couple of less games. Um, according to uh, – Dan Cherney did a tweet yesterday, and he said since Hobart 2016, which is, of course, a very um, – uh, it was, <laughs> I was going to say it was in the deer, mm. uh, it was in the deer oh. moment in Australian cricket and in South Africa where uh, um, enormous changes were made. So that was Hobart 2016. Since then, <clears throat> Australia has played 29 games uh, and they have lost four games in that time, all of them to India. Um, at home. At home. Yeah. Against everyone else, Australia's record is 23 and 0 um so <clears throat> what we're seeing here is like uh, just a nice feeling of a, like they come out here we fucking smash them and it's all good but there is like just this deeper sense of like what are we watching here guys because i feel like i feel like i'm watching the end of something and that's something being uh cricket as we know in australia maybe, maybe not test cricket per se though it does feel a bit like it's the beginning and the end because this gap between um, South Africa and there's a bit of a, a misnomer where like they came out here as the second ranked team in the World Test Championship, and they're it's just junk. I mean they've 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 been so disappointing. And I don't think South Africa and Dean have shirked that um, their performances so far. I think even after the press conference at, the, at uh, Boxing Day, Dean said you know there was a hammering call call a spade a spade. The batting's you know very in, very inexperienced. He himself has been uh, quite disappointing. I suppose no runs so far. He was targeted. Away. so Australia really tried to get him out, mm-hmm. uh, which is what Australians, uh, good Australian teams do. But mate, it just feels like an innings and 182 on the back of the West Indies. What the fucking dross that was served up there? The, the disparity between you know Australia, who is a, who does feel like it's a very very good team, to be fair, and everyone else, it's just going to get wider and wider, and it's just it's just not competitive. Like we're just not watching competitive games. Australia hasn't lost a session like Australia has not lost a session in any day's play so far this summer. South Africa, they don't play a three test series until 2026, 2027. That's that's, that's how little test cricket they're going to play. So no, and that's when England, England go there, I think in 2026 and then Australia follow them in the beginning part of 2027, I believe. So until then, they're just doing too much series and it's barely any test cricket at all. So like, how are they going to get any better? <clears throat> so, I factor all these things in and I thought great for green to get the fifer, Uh, and you know, Warner 200, your beauty Keza, What's he like? as a like Ripper? So I'm, I'm all good to go here. Yeah.
2: Like, yeah. Like, I, I, <laughs> the one I don't know where I'm going, but I'm no. good to go. <coughs> I just think, uh, you Never underestimate our nation's ability to bury our head in the sand and just enjoy our own little fucking bumfuck corner of the world. Oh, big time. And in, just enjoy our own shit. Just a big EMU, head in yeah. the sand, can't AMU. walk backwards, hey, no backwards Kangaroo steps. on the arms. on the arms, don't take a backwards step. Yeah. You Knock beauty. over it. You yeah. <laughs> 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 Pick my head up, get back to work. Swans are on. <laughs> whatever beauty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do the pies pick up this year.
0: <clears throat> yeah. Uh,
2: yeah. I I, I agree. I agree. Mm. I don't. Uh, I don't understand. Um, like I don't understand how Cricket Australia don't have a huge strategic question on their hands, mm. and I don't get any sense that there's uh, any bold change coming up. Right. I mean, perhaps there is an argument that all of this is okay.
0: Well, you know, to that point, the the uh, attendance at the MCG. Um, more people turned up to this game than last year's Boxing Day test. So last year's Boxing Day test only lasted three days because of Scott Bowen took six, for, of course. But after three days, there were like about 1,500 people more. More people turned up this year than they had the previous year. So like maybe the attendances are okay. Like that's that's in a non-Ashes year. That's fucking pretty good. Mm. Adelaide Oval, more people, like 20,000 more people turned up at the Adelaide Oval than the last time Westerners were out here. So maybe in that sense, like mm. people are still interested and they want to go. Uh, but I wonder how often we can keep having these summers where – like
2: well I suppose I suppose what what are we trying to do here like we're trying Mm. to get packed houses people loving the cricket Mm -hmm. kids playing the game and it just being a really 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 popular thing and Mm -hmm. so (laughs) if that's what Australians want and Mm. more of them go and we just destroy oppositions Mm. then the game's going really well Mm. Uh, I just think that there's a fair few signs out there that uh, it's you know, that it's a, it's, a, it's a leaky boat that's still afloat, mm. you know. Uh, yeah. So
0: – Especially, like, given that next summer, as we've said many times before, it's Pakistan, West Indies for five tests, uh, as in West Indies for two again, then Pakistan for three. Though yeah,
2: <clears throat> you know, it, it does feel like something's a little bit awry, mm. but, you know, we all have pretty good um, – have a really good ability to just forget what happened most recently mm. and then get into our lives and then, oh, next summer's around, okay. like yeah. like, like, for example – we can have all these existential fears about what all of this means and what all the the macro forces are Mm
0: -hmm.
2: mitigating against test cricket. Mm -hmm. But the next six months are probably the most exciting when it comes to Australian test cricket that I can remember. I mean, the the Australian men's team have, after a long period of time, got themselves into a position where Mm. they're playing extremely good cricket. They're Mm. led really Mm. well. They are calm. Uh, they're mm. experienced. Uh, they're, their time is now to see if they can ascend to for, from a very, very good team to a great team. Yeah, I think it's going to be extremely difficult. Personally, yeah, but we're going to be quite consumed with that over the next six months. I would have thought, you know, India and India, it doesn't get harder, no. and England's only just a bit behind that. I think yep. for Australian teams. Yeah. Uh, so maybe we can like. Well, everyone in cricket in Australia, we can kick the can down the road a little bit and worry about the next summer and that just when it comes.
0: Mm. I think we can all agree that India must win the World Test Championship to keep Test cricket alive. They they <laughs> yeah. they must they must win that. And they otherwise, must keep
2: Kohli playing. They,
0: they simply <laughs> must. <laughs> otherwise, no one's going to care about this at all. <clears throat> um,
2: <clears throat> excuse me. Um, but you know, this is a thing. Like it's it's quite a. People might be listening, going, "It's a real it's a real downer yeah. to put on several great performances." But it's yeah. uh, like. If he could follow, it's actually it's actually out of respect for a lot of the Australian players and wanting to appreciate their performances that you say those things. Yeah. Because there's just that sense, there's that slight asterisky sense mm. when you're just going like Warner double, green five, mm. Heady smashing him, Carey hundred, like every you know, everyone's piling up milestones and stats, yeah. everyone's cashing in. Yeah. Like it's not separated from the fact that they've just played against a team that a country that beat us three series in a row, right. leading up to this, have just fallen off a cliff. Like yes. they, they actually are. That there is, they're symbiotic. Those things. Yeah. You know, I want to appreciate Australian performances, mm. and like, and you do. You can't take anything for, away from those players, mm. as much as we're trying. Of course, yeah. Um, as is my great cricket <clears> wants. <throat> yeah. But uh, it. it I, I also just don't get
0: the sense that there is much of this okay. conversation out there as well. Um, so Australia obviously go to India, and India have lost two games at home in the last decade. <laughs> <laughs> One of which was, um, <clears throat> when, when did O'Keefe get 14 yeah, for or whatever? 2018. Yeah. And where was that? 20, it was in. Um, um, not Nagpur. It was in. Uh, uh, fuck. Oh, Smith got 100. Yeah. Uh, anyway, shit. Where, wherever that was. So there was that game. And then England took a game off India, the first game of the series when they were there in 2020, 20, it was 2017. 2017. Uh, where was Pune. Buna, 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 Buna. Buna. Um and then so England won a game I think when Joe Rott scored two hundred I think I think they and then they got fucking completely axed up at teld mm. so um that's the only two games that India that's I know they've lost only lost two games so that must be the two games that they've lost in a decade um so that's that's <laughs> it's gonna be tough it's gonna be pretty <laughs> tough to to do anything over there but I think what's we happened we might take two spinners yeah a couple, couple of spinners yeah. maybe yeah um I think that. For Australia – like, because of what England have done with their team in the last 10 games, winning nine of those games, even this – we'll talk about um, Pakistan and New Zealand later, but that's just another petering out draw of what we saw when Australia went there as well. Real grind, absolute fucking slugfest in the field. Mm. Um, Long old slog. Um, And so what have England done have made the upcoming Ashes fucking so exciting Mm. because all of a sudden – England are just this amazing mercurial team I, mean, I don't know if they're mercurial because they fucking just keep winning mm. um, and it's exciting there won't be doing so many four or five day uh, matches I wouldn't have thought but mm. um, you know and it's still I just still love the conversations like eh, against our boys okay yeah. and and that is just great Australian arrogance which I think will serve us well Oh, I think it's particularly
2: exciting because it's the last test series of all time yeah <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. (laughs) I forgot that was the last one. I just feel like there's some finality to it. It was like Cummins, (laughs) the the, the reincarnation of Richie Benno, the bowling captain, who's a class act with a great team around him. He's Mm -hmm. got two mountains to try and ascend before... We all just get bought by India, yeah.
0: Okay. You know, and yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, so I think we should really enjoy these Test series.
0: I agree. Mm. I agree. So it is something to look forward to. Um, do we? We want to talk about the actual individual performances themselves. It was nice for Cam Green to get that five for twenty seven. Was also yeah. nice to for him to steal the limelight of Alex Alex Carey's hundred by celebrating before Alex Carey. Um, <laughs> so more questions about what he's like as a bloke. It's not all about you, Greeny You yeah. know, all right? Fucking couple mil in the bank all of a sudden, Jesus. <laughs> You know, Dave Warner, two hundred celebrating after two hundred, then going with cramps. He, he did that to do the Toyota leap. Uh, obviously, con- again, again, commercialism in cricket is it a good thing? Um, they were. That, they-
2: I think Warner's knock was, is very noteworthy, given what was going on before. I mean, from a sporting perspective, yeah. that's a um, that's that's a pretty strong riposte to a lot of the conversation that was happening. And you know, it's a it was a it was excellent reflection on him and his sporting character Mm. after two or three years of uh, pretty meager returns by his standards to step up in that scenario and, and deliver one of his great innings, you know, and at what, look, you can say for whatever you want to say about South Africa broadly, uh, it's the first. It was the first. Uh, sorry, no, they bowled, they bowled first. Even though people got up, people still seemed upset about that after mm. Australia won by an innings and 102 <laughs> runs. But, you know, <laughs> must you, be up there
0: yeah. with one of the biggest wins ever. Yeah, that's right. Bam. No, yeah. the captain's pro climate change, and that's how it is. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But uh, I hope they take the uh, carbon offset on the way uh, on the flight. There, else <laughs> what's the point? Be perfect or fuck off. That's, right. that's the rule. Be perfect yeah, or fuck off. That's right. You can't argue, you can't
2: argue against man made anthropogenic climate change if you have one error in your carbon footprint. That's the lesson. I'm if you getting.
0: fly to the thing that I ent- yeah. enjoy is entertainment. That's right. How or dare you? you. Or if you
2: work with any partners that you have no control over, <laughs> uh, then <laughs> now, um, yeah, I mean Warner's uh, like micro battle against. Guys like Rabada and Norkier and Janssen and stuff yep. means that that's a really excellent knock, yeah. and uh, and yep. I think it reflects
0: well on his his uh, his cricketing character in that situation. Um, so the SCG squad has been announced, and they brought in Agar and Renshaw. So um, that's a. It's only a little bit complicated because Marcus Harris is already in the squad. Um, Bareback Morris is already in the squad. Raw the, Ro- the raw girl. dog. Yeah, raw dog there. Yeah. Um, and um, <laughs> Hazelwood <clears throat> has said he's fit for selection. So Hazelwood would definitely come in for Stark. So it'd be Stark and Green that can't play. Um, okay. And so Hazelwood will just, he will just definitely come in for Stark. So you,
2: When you say definitely, is like if you're Tony Dodder that's what you're doing, or you, you have <laughs> spoken to Tony? <laughs> just it's just- There's a uh, lot of, there's there's like, there's strong reportage that, that Morris is the like flight replacement for Stark. Doesn't make any sense to me. I know. But the, but you, yeah. So you're saying that's what you would do? Yeah, well, of course.
0: Yeah. Oh, man, yeah. What do I know? Mm. Fucking idiot for the internet. Mm. Um, but that's what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, when you say definite <laughs> has a meaning. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, and then it's what's going to happen with Cam Green at six. And uh, they obviously have Agar on the squad. They have- uh, no, Todd Murphy's on the squad. Nor is Swepson, so so Agar is the second spinner. So Lyon will play. So it'll be Cummins, Hazelwood, Lyon, and Boland. And then who's the Hoosie all-rounder replacement? Ponting suggests an Aaron Hardy, who averages like 49 in shield cricket and like 27 with the ball. I think he was player of the Sheffield Shield final yeah, last year. he made
2: year. 170 and took a bunch of poles. That's
0: pretty good. Uh, he's not in the squad. He hasn't been called up, so... Um, so that's not happening. But uh, but it's just about whether they're going to replace some overs with green or they're going to go with an extra batter. What well, do, the, the, what, what's your tip? Oh, I don't – I mean – The spare like, batters are both open. don't know what the
2: SCG wicket is doing these days, you know. Like 15 years ago it spun. Hasn't for ages. Yeah. It's been a dog shit deck. Mm-hmm. Uh, say that as my home wicket. It's the worst uh, wicket in Australia. Yeah. Nick Maddison, uh sledged the shit out of it the other day. Yeah. Uh, you know, after a BBL game. Mm. Listening to Gideon and Pete's podcast on the way of uh, driving up um, mm-hmm. this morning and on cricket etc. Good cast. Uh, the, uh, apparently the the curator has uh, like swapped decks that he's going to use in the last couple of days. Perfect. Good. Rarely a good sign yeah. uh, for yeah. a deck. So <laughs> yeah. you know, it's without knowing what wicked he's going to offer it's pretty hard to say like what they're going to do you know but yeah they've obviously got options for all of it there's there's good reasons to include lots of guys south africa is so broken you know we're all just after you know someone to fuck around with and a new toy i agree with you i think it would be um a near on disgrace if josh hazelwood is fit and overlooked for the raw dog much Mm. as i'd love to see it i want to see it yeah Yeah. um (laughs) but uh so if Hazelwood's fit, he should play. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I would like like. And then then it comes down to what 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 toy do you want to fuck around with? Yeah, uh, you know, for me, it's Agar. I think he's a great cricketer. Agar's probably
0: the the best replacement in terms of some overs and some batting. Because obviously, I just think of Marcus get ready Harris for or India Renshaw. Well. I mean, yeah. if it
2: turns a little bit, uh, then I think Agar is has to be the second spinner in Definitely. India. You have to have give, a left-arm spinner, yeah. with yeah. His, With his angle, mm. his his batting will be important. He's a good fielder. He's a good cricketer. Good character. Uh, so, I'd like to see. I, I'd like to see them bring Agar on more generally. I just think that angle yeah. is
0: incredible, and uh, that incredible. It's a really good angle to bowl from, and um, it's just interesting if they do play an extra batter. The spare batters are Harris and Renshaw, and they're both obviously opening bats. Renshaw has batted down the order to as low as four, I've said, no, five, five maybe yeah. for Queensland. Okay. So then yeah. like, but then. you He's gonna, back opening now. Yeah, right, yeah. right, right. Now, Kowaja finished the year with more than a thousand runs in the calendar year. He's only second behind Joe Root. Um, but he hasn't scored 100 in this series, in this summer. So um, he's on the verge of being dropped, in my opinion. Um, no, so I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm saying like, um, mm. so, I mean, like Kawaja Warner, they're going to be your openers. Like they're going to move them around. Then obviously Smith, Marnus, three, four, and your five is Travis Head. So someone has to bat six. They're, they're, going to move, they're going to move anyone else down that order. So you know, feeling like Marcus. I don't think Marcus has, has ever batted that low, has he? But he's like he's been always with the reserve batter. Mm. And then yeah,
2: it might move like Kerry up to six, and then go Agar and play. Agar. Um, yeah, maybe four that's, other bowlers, but as you say, it's it's really it's a seven plus four or a six plus five right. question, and that will just depend on the wicket. And also who gives a fuck Because South Africa can't make over 200
0: runs <laughs> I mean, There is that There is Do you need five bowls against this South African team uh, Alright we are about to speak to Alex Malcolm So uh, here he is right now Blot hair Blue eyes. eyes
2: This thing is fucking Limbs
1: <laughs> Fuck yes Cameron Green You fucking bat You fucking <laughs> It is
0: tight It is tight is brains to battles to battles He is a monster He is a monster green
2: lucky enough to be joined in studio
3: by alex malcolm from crick info alex welcome back to tgc great to be back thanks for having me always good to come on when you guys get blue bombed by the big boys <laughs> <laughs>
2: is that your presumption <laughs> pezzard just fucking slides in a couple hours before the show oh, all right no one's written back to him yeah nah, not not at all we, we we wanted to get you on you're only around the corner from where we are and i can't say where that is um but <laughs> The SCG squad's just dropped. You're close to all this sort of gear. Uh, in particular, sort of the, the high performance side of cricket and how the boys are actually going. We've been carrying on about so you know, macro dumb shit for a while. Like what what do you what do you make of the squad vis a vis
3: couple of injuries? Yeah, it's an interesting squad. It's uh, I think Pat Cummins said yesterday that replacing Cameron Green is is one of the most difficult tasks now and we've actually seen that with South Africa since Jacques Kallis has left. The, the ability to balance the side is incredibly difficult. So that's their challenge and they've decided they didn't have an all-rounder in Australian cricket who was a like-for-like like, uh, or who was ready to go yet. Yeah, they've got sort of Aaron Hardy and mm. others, uh, Will Sutherland, someone who's had a pretty good season to date. Sean Abbott's bowling is probably better than he's batting, same as Michael Nisa. So... They had to go a different way and they, they start talking about now the, the structure and you've probably heard Andrew McDonald talk a lot about it in uh, T20 cricket about the five V7", 4 structure. They actually take the same conversations into test cricket. So the same conversations are going to happen into this test match, depending on the surface. So they've brought in an extra batter, and Matt Renshaw is someone who they've had their eye on to bat in in many different spots, and they like his ability to play against spin. He's obviously made a lot of improvements to his game since he came into the test cricket a few years ago. So he provides a bit of flexibility, and then uh, with the ball, they brought in a second spinner. It's interesting. Ashton Agar is an interesting discussion point. He's a polarising figure in Australian cricket, I would say, amongst the fans. His record at first-class level is pretty mediocre overall, and there are first-class spinners in the country who have quite significantly better first-class records with the ball, but he does average 28 with the bat. He's got three first-class hundreds. So he provides um, some options there. If they want to go to a 6'5 model, he could bat at 7. And Andrew McDonald said on record actually on Wednesday before day three of the test match on SEN radio that – it's not necessarily the second best spinner who will be picked. They wanted someone who would complement line, which is really interesting because mm. Todd Murphy's obviously risen up the ranks just recently. Mm. Schwepson was the second spinner in four tests in Pakistan and Sri Lanka but they want someone who can provide a bit more control they're obviously looking at the likes of Akshar Patel and mm. Ravi Jadajia in India and thinking that left arm finger spin is going to be the way to go Steve O'Keefe friend of the show had a had a pretty good series <laughs> there in, in <laughs> 2017 so yeah that, that's what they're looking at but it, it's a really interesting discussion point and it's one they're having inside the four walls I think about what their next best spin option
0: is do you reckon for this specific squad it's 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 almost lesser because the series obviously won and whatever but it's less about winning this game right here and more about like what's to come india very front of mind but then maybe england after that as well so like because often guys get selected just to be in and around the group mm-hmm. except some of the guys like okay renshaw hasn't been in and around the group for a while but but ADL has especially the white ball program so it's like it's it's much less about trying to win this game right now scg might be whatever but it's just going to be so different in England, like in Trent Bridge, compared to um, you know Chennai. Like They're going to be two different things.
3: You're right. Uh, Pat Cummins was asked that last night, actually, at the press conference. He said it's a mix. They are looking right. towards those tours, particularly India, and, and Sydney's going to be the closest to India you're probably going to get in Australia. Right. But it might not spin big. It could be slow at low, they, they don't know what it's going to look like. It's been very dry there this summer, although my colleague Andrew McGlashan was there the other night for the BBL game. That track wasn't particularly good, but he said the square looked a lot better than games previously this summer. The one shield game they had there was a low-scoring Bunsen burner. Chris Green took nine wickets for the oh, match. Yeah. Corey Rocaccioli took eight for Western Australia. So, yeah. And they're two right-arm-off spinners. Right. Um, but you're right, it, it's a mix, but... Actually, if Australia win this game, they could lose 4-0 in yeah. India and still make the World Test Championship yeah. final. So winning this game is still a priority and they would want to pick the best side to win this game. But given the quality of the opposition, they probably could take some liberties if they wanted to, I would yeah. say. That's that's without trying to be unfair to South Africa.
0: Just, just, just on that point... I I think of the next five, if Australia win one, then I think they're guaranteed. I don't think no one can use – is that is that right? That's we, correct. Win, if they win one one Sydney, of, it's, it's – They're gone. in the final. They're in the final. No
2: matter what happens. Okay, yeah, okay, okay. Do you, do you think that's a priority
3: for them? You know, that, that matters to them? Yeah, absolutely, mm. absolutely. Well, I do think what happened in the 2021 final where they missed out on overrates, that, that burned them. Uh, they mm. even said on record, I think – I can't remember who it was – who said it? It might have been Pat himself. He mm. said, "Oh, look, we did, we didn't really think about it at the time, but then we watched New Zealand knock over India in a World Test Championship final in England, <laughs> and, and they're holding up the trophy. We're thinking, gee, we we should have been there. We should have we should have been a sniff for that, and mm. should have probably could have won the title." So there's always a trophy to win in in world cricket isn't there one every 6 months it seems and and that's <laughs> yeah. the one they haven't got now the t20 world title was the one they didn't have they've got that in the cupboard now at, at jollymont so they mm. need the next one which yeah. is yeah. which is the world test championship final you've got to be in it mm. to win it so yeah. getting there in the first place is the first starting point yeah
2: can I, yeah can i ask uh, I had a mate say to me yesterday he was re, he was just telling me about uh like a he's at a cricket club he's told me how a barbecue he was at and uh not a run out and um <laughs> you can't say it now I was at it <laughs> I was at a barbecue <laughs> called meat sweats uh and there was a, a more senior bloke who said to him um who my mate's a club coach and he said like how come if you played cricket 15 years ago or longer you're not entitled to an opinion anymore you know why does everything have to be talked about in terms of you know matchups or execution or this evolving language of the game and I, I, look I think I have an answer to that but my question is more like being close to the team and close to the high performance guys in Australian cricket like are they talking about cricket and the structure of sides and the way teams play the same way that the every day club he talks about cricket or the way we might hear it on commentary?
3: Yeah, it's a, f- it's a funny thing to discuss. I think the core basis of cricket are still the same and mm. I think when they get out of the, in the middle, the simplification of the game and bringing, distilling all of that data and all of those matchup discussions back to just watching the ball and executing mm. skills under pressure in that moment is what happens. So they still play essentially in the moment the same way the old boys did. Mm. But the preparation and all of the discussions in the lead-up are very different. The workload management with bowlers is a very, very different proposition. And the reason for that is they want to keep guys on the park. Previously it was, you know, stress fractures happened, but they didn't manage them. Guys just had sore backs and they just bowled their way through it. And and it took a long time to work out, okay, how can we keep these guys on the park for a long time? And Australia's seen the benefits now of... Of the way they've been able to manage Pat Cummins and Mitchell Stark to a lesser degree, Josh Hazelwood, because, and Cameron Green, he's had four stress fractures before the age mm. of 20, and he's played every test match he's been available for since selection until now, he's gone down with a broken finger. And so there is um, method to the madness, I guess, in terms of all of that stuff. And then the matchups, yeah, it, it's interesting. There's a lot of different theories on it, but um, when you dig into the data and you, you set plans in place and they work. I think it's kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy. And I think a lot of the guys who work within high-performance departments, either um, GMs of cricket or coaches now, they look to other sports and see the developments and the games that have been made in those sports and, and sort of look back at cricket and go, you know what, we're still a long way behind the cutting edge of that and where we can gain the 1% or 2 or 3 or 5%. So that's why... Uh, they talk in those terms and that's why they have gone that way. And I think, you know, there's still an element in cricket. We are stuck a little bit in the nineties in the way we view the game, but the rest of the world has moved on um, in terms of how they approach either in the premier league or the NBA or the NFL or, Heaven forbid the AFL, but like the uh, <laughs> listeners to the yeah. show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know you like the yeah. AFL. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't love the AFL. Yeah. I worked yeah. in. I yeah. worked covering the AFL, yeah. and but I do think it. I do think they overblow it at times. Mm. But um, cricket has been very insular, particularly in this country. And you guys talk about it a lot. Mm. If you haven't played a hundred tests, you don't have any IP in the game. Well, I'm not sure. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that's quite right. So uh, yeah, it's it's a fascinating debate, but I, I do think and I've said to you guys off there, I do think um, cricketers at the top level and and even the coaching staffs and the selection panels probably could bring people in a little bit more, could probably reveal a bit more of what's going on so people understand why it's happening. And and so we're not having a simple debate and looking at the numbers of Ashton Agar and go, why the hell is he being picked over Mitch Swepson because he's got... A worse average and a worse strike rate and a marginally better economy right none of that makes sense but you, you they would need to explain that better i think they can explain that better i don't know whether they will it's not really incumbent upon them to do that but i think for the overall product and the enjoyment of the game given how much other people enjoy the ins and outs of following the nba baseball or you mm, if mm. you watch coverage of the nfl in the states and it is proper inside mm. inside nfl stuff mm. it's really nuffy stuff, but it's interesting. Mm. And mm. Uh, and and they value opinions from people that haven't necessarily played 100 games or whatever. So, mm.
0: yeah, it's an interesting debate. Mm. I'm just thinking about someone like just Swepson, for instance. Now, they invested so much in mm. Swepson, and for good reason, because his record, especially bowling Queensland to victory in fourth mm. innings, was actually became really, really good. Um, and then you just look at the test level, I suppose he got his chance in, in the Asian tours this year. And it just didn't look that's threatening you know for whatever reason just and then it just feels like a left arm spinner with that natural variation where some will turn and some won't it's just lbw's fucking that's what they're playing for right Mm. and i just wonder like i just feel like sometimes like swepson might be a guy who has this amazing first class career but then just at that next level just might not be that good and i actually wonder if like neeson might be a guy like that as well who like neeson's record in shield cricket and he scored first class Mm. hundreds as well is like amazing maybe it just won't quite step up to that level but then there's other guys maybe like an Aaron Hardy or a Will Sutherland whose records are okay and maybe those guys will elevate themselves like Cam Green's record even per se before he came into the test side was like it might be an exceptional exceptional Mm. circumstance because he's so young and amazing and and two meters um but um but you know I wonder like with with those guys like Swepson's career for Australia might already be he might've had his go already, which mm. seems so unfair given his record. But there is a gap between some, sometimes some guys are just really, really good first class players. And I want to even, I even think about the Boland. When I watched Boland's first spell at the MCJ last year, I was like, that just might be a good shield player. And then obviously he comes out because <laughs> he was nervous. And it's like, you're allowed to be nervous mm. when you first play for Australia. I've decided you're mm. allowed to be nervous. But like, do you know what I mean? There's, there's, there's some guys who are like just, very, very good first-class mm. cricketers in that gap in between. Well, can, I, it- can I just pick that up? Like, just no. Nah. Uh, yeah, okay, sweet. Well, I'll just go to sleep. <laughs> um, like, uh, from
2: what you're hearing, obviously the right here and right now is what's important to the Australian Test team because they've got the, they've got India and they've got England and they've pretty much got their side, you yeah. know, there and thereabouts sorted out. But what's what's next? You know, are you hearing like for, for in terms of Australian Test players? You know, where are we at vis-a-vis? Hazelwood, You know, where are we at mm. vis-a-vis the entire top order once Kawaja, Warner, um, Smith's probably got a couple of years, mm. uh, start to step down? You know, what do you, do you think the side is going to look quite different in two or three years' time?
3: I think it will, yeah, mm. particularly the, the top two. Mm. Uh, but they're, they're building reasonable depth across the board. Uh, I think the batting is probably the one question mark about how much is coming through particularly younger talent there's a lot of excitement about Campbell Callaway in Victoria mm. uh, Ashley Chandra Singer has done a good job in his first couple of Shield mm. games so there's some excitement there but they're a long way away those guys are 20 years of age and mm. Um, I mean, you referenced Green. One of the one of the misconceptions about Green is, is his record in first class cricket before he came in with a bat. I mean, he'd scored seven first class hundreds, I think. Okay. And, mm-hmm. and and had made a two hundred and fifty in Queensland, it was okay. averaging fifty. Average so, 50, so yeah. um, there, oh, it was, was flat that day. That there, it, yeah, was, yeah, it was, was. It was super <laughs> flat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's um, a double <laughs> double down on what you're saying. <laughs> exactly, so, but, yeah, <laughs> but just giving you four
0: stats. Just um, sort of <laughs> yeah, yeah, but <laughs> yeah, yeah well, I was flat. So.
3: Yeah, uh, and I don't know. It's. <laughs> yeah, it's in, it's interesting. Uh, spin's probably the one question mark. They're very excited about Todd Murphy in Victoria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, whether they want to pick two off spinners in the same side is a question. Uh, it was interesting mm. listening to sort of the conversation from, I think it was Kerry O'Keefe on Fox this week, mm. about the fact that when Australia's two best spinners were leg spinners, which was Warren and McGill, they played them both. They didn't play the ball turning away uh, mm. ball turning right they call it turning right to left now and turning left to right they, they played the two leg spinners they're actually different bowlers in, in many ways even yeah. though they bowled the same style we were fucking around back then really I mean, we were, <laughs> we were picking Brett Lee because he was a toy for the yeah. team to something to look at. Yeah. and, and McGill is the second spinner took 200 mm. test wickets that's yeah. not bad um, <laughs> yeah. yeah so it, it, that's that's interesting but uh, in, in wicket keeping they've got some depth Jimmy Pearson's probably yeah. someone who's third in line behind Josh Inglis and he's got a super first class record um, and then the bowlers they there's, there's a lot of depth there. I think Hazelwood, they, they understand with him that um, the conversations inside the walls it seems now are how difficult it is to play all three forms to mm. a very high level. Right. And everybody I talk to around Australian cricket is suggesting now both players, coaches, management people are thinking that from now on it's going to be incredibly hard for guys to play all three forms at international level at a high level. Mm-hmm. Um, David Warner might be sort of the last of – last of the greats to do that from a batting perspective and mm. then bowling wise mitch stark hasn't been able to do it we've seen it with his t20 cricket that's sort of fallen away because his t20 skills it's not something he's been working on but mm. his test match bowling the last 18 months has been sensational mm. josh hayeswood's gone the other way he's become yeah. the best t20 bowler in the world but because he hasn't been able to put in the workloads into his red ball game he's ripped his side twice in two years yeah and he's played three Red Bull games in in two years, mm. uh, so that's that's the challenge for guys now, and that's the big challenge for Cameron Green. That is that is his biggest issue is how is he going to manage playing all three forms at a high level and keeping up his batting and his bowling skills in all three forms because the divergence of formats is mm. are starting to go so far apart. Mm. And Agar's a really good example of that as well. That they, they think he's capable. He's, he's, he's 30 years old and he's been playing first-class cricket for 10 years. They still see him as a project player, which yeah. is a bit baffling and it's an interesting conversation. But he's developed his T20 bowling so well that his skill set is he can bowl six different balls in and over but execute each delivery exactly how he wants and what guys in t20 cricket want to do is they want predictability as a batter so that they can hit him out of the park so he yeah. bowls no step hits yeah. he'll bowl a 95k dart into middle and leg to force a drive down to long on where there's protection yeah. then he'll go slower and wider with a shorter length to force a cut shot which can only be hit to deep cover point mm. Then he'll One bowl. of the best balls in T20
2: cricket, the cut the, shot. The, yeah. the ball for yeah. cut shots. Love it.
3: Then mm. he'll bowl, and then someone might line up a cut shot next, but he, he'll bowl another shorter ball, but it'll be a 102 or 105Ks, mm. hitting the top of the stumps, and it cramps guys oh, up. This yeah. is Nuffy Chat. So, yeah, yeah, it is yeah, Nuffy yeah, Chat. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. But he's gone for – and so that's a dot ball. He's gone for two or three. or He goes at sevens. Whereas Nathan Lyon has spent 10 years working and honing on his test craft. Yeah. And if you think about the six wickets he took at the Perth Stadium against the West Indies – All six of them were hitting the top of the stumps. They Mm. were off brakes spinning into the top of the stumps. They were all the same length, but they were slightly different speeds. You know, 86, 91, 87, slightly different... Drops and variation and flight, and that's what Ashwin and Jadeja and Akshar all do in test mm. match. But only got to do that 6, 12, 18, 24, 30 balls. They've got to do it for 10, 15 overs mm. in spells. That's the difference, and and Agar hasn't had the time because he's been a white ball player. Same as Adam Zampa. They haven't had the time to develop those things because they've been working on their mm. T20 skills. So mm. that's the hard part, and it's a real challenge for these guys moving forward, and it's a serious conversation that, that's happening within the high performance departments and the selection panel is how do we pick the best teams? How do we manage these guys? How do we get the best out of them given the time constraints on where they can work on their games, mm. depending on the formats coming up. So mm. Do they just have to work hard maybe? Or maybe
2: is that <laughs> yeah. one of, maybe yeah. that's one yeah. of the strategies and, and tactics. Or you, you <laughs> my right in thinking, uh, <laughs> did you skip a Cam Green in – in ones? I didn't captain oh. him, no, but I played with him. Yeah, Played with him. Played with and him. And what would your advice be, just a senior guy to sort of work? Would you text him and sort of say, look, yeah. just
3: front dog? Just, yeah, work yeah. hard, get, yeah. 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 elbow just up, stick. forward defence, <laughs> all that stuff. Yeah. 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 How exactly. much do you want right. it? Yeah, that's yeah. you know, yeah. right. Uh, he hit more balls than anyone yeah. coming through as a teenager. Uh, he works as hard as anyone. Um, mm. But for him, it's a different kettle of fish. He's still... Working his game—it's incredible how good he is. He's still working his game out. Oh, it staggers me that people don't think he's—he's he's that good. Like literally, there was a stat out this week that he is the only player in the history of Test cricket, after eighteen Tests under the age of twenty-four, to have this many runs at an average of thirty-four with a bat and this many wickets at an average of twenty-nine with the ball, apart from Ian Botham. Mm.
2: I, <laughs> Sounds like Equinox stuff to me. Yeah. 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 No, but that's true. It's not. A lot not. of runs, a lot of poles, and yeah, yeah. he's young. Yeah, and <laughs> he's
3: young. But, you know, I, I always say, imagine if uh, social media was around when Chuck Ellis was coming through. There was mm. a period there for uh, his first 20 or 25 test matches where he was averaging over 30 with a ball and under mm. 30 with a bat. Mm, yeah. People said, oh, he wouldn't. No good. Yeah. yeah. Move on. What's the, what's the new next toy? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think uh, –
2: I mean, you said before that people are going to have to make decisions about what format they want to choose. You've played with Cam Green. Like, do you think he can, he'll can? he be able to do whatever cricket he's put in front of him? And by the time he matures, it'll be sort of T5 <laughs> for, uh, cricket. <laughs> yeah. But but he, he
3: did go a good clip against India that time. So.
2: <laughs> yeah,
3: he, he did. Oh, he's, he's capable of anything. Uh, yeah. And it's scary how good he could be. I guess the question for him is just the workload. Like, is he prepared to play... 10 months a year and be on the road that whole time mm. and working on his bowling and batting that whole time, you know. Do you reckon he's that kind of guy? Like, is he, is he like a cricket nuffy? He loves um, it. He loves playing. And, mm. and you could see how frustrated he was. I mean, one of the issues coming into this Test summer, he'd face 30 balls in the middle in a two-month stretch between the first week of October... And the Adelaide tests and every he comes out in Adelaide and couldn't hit it off the square and everyone's saying, "Well, what's going on with Cam? Well, he faced thirty balls in the middle. Can't was, play. Drop him. Yeah. Can't play. Work drop loads. him. Mm. Exactly right." So <laughs> Aaron uh, Hardy hitting
0: him well, one hundred percent. Something new. I mean, uh,
3: yeah, at, he's he's twenty three. Just how good is he going to be at twenty eight if he stays fit? It's it's yeah. quite scary. But yeah. uh, for him, it's going to be confidence. Whether he for him, he needs. You can see now it's very frustrating. He's broken his finger now because he's just got five from fifty. I reckon he would have gone nuts in Sydney. Yeah. Um, but he, he, he we saw it in the Ashes last year. that He got better the longer the series went. He mm. started getting into the series with the ball in Adelaide. Uh, he bowled well in Melbourne. Then he finally got a score in Sydney, and he played beautiful. Played his best innings of the series in in Hobart, and then the game stopped. Yeah. So uh, the same thing happened in Pakistan. He got better the longer the series went, played his best innings in the hall. So um, yeah, it, that's, that's his challenge.
0: What about this? What about- I'm oh, getting it, into some nothing. Oh, like, like, I'm actually no, into this. No, I was, yeah, I was just, it's no good for you Listen, yeah. Sorry about <laughs> it. No, no, it is. It's okay, a bug, yeah. bug listeners. <laughs> what would you rather? That <laughs> 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 would <you> get glory <laughs> hole.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. What would, what would the Australian team prefer? Winning the World Test Championship final if I make it, or winning the Ashes, Ashes next year. Yeah, see, I think I think yeah. I'd prefer the Ashes, AFL but like final, yeah, for me, because like because winning in a away Ashes is still the pinnacle. Because until India win the World Test Championship, then that becomes the biggest thing in cricket. But
2: will but the Australian I, public even care about the World Test Championship final? Like, will we know that it's a thing? It's going to be on in June. I haven't seen the, the fixtures of the AFL playing. that year. Yeah, yeah exactly. Just in June. Wet at the Oval. Yeah, you know.
0: Yeah, but I think like, I think the for me the for me as a fan, like Pinnacle is a way Ashes winning it. And I don't. I, England will be favourites. They should be favourites. But that to me is better than beating in India at the Rose Bowl or whatever.
3: Well, I think India and India, India at the Rose Bowl and the Ashes. If they, if they do that, we're starting to talk about it the greatest team one of the greatest oh, teams ever if they, they win all of it oh fucking they, 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 they yeah, see you later but, oh, I'm is out. Is right? yeah. oh man oh yeah. man
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're shutting this podcast down any yeah, better yeah, than
3: yeah, yeah. that I, I, yeah India's going to be a huge challenge but England away I think the most cricket fans would say that I think I think the team themselves I, I don't know I, honestly it'd be an interesting one to ask uh, Pat Cummins,
0: Because remember last last ashes they took that squad of uh, eighty five players over there. They had the warm up games, right. and then like there was, out. <laughs> it was it was it was like eighty plays, seventy five. <laughs> they all nicked off, and it was yeah. like but they had a good time. There was yeah. some barefoot circle stuff, and yeah. like there was after sandpaper and all that kind of stuff. Earthing was what I'm talking about. But so like they they really really prepared for that, right? Then like Anderson only bowled four overs in the season uh, in, in the whole series. Mm. Smith was Bradman, and it still finished two two. So it's mm, like <laughs> it's right. like I still find it, right. it like almost unbelievable that Australia could do it this time given what England have done in the last mm. year I mean India India for back. me is like if, if, that, if we finish 3-0 uh, losing that 3-0 that's a good result if we get a draw somewhere yeah. I don't know how but mm. uh, I don't know but yeah but, but I mean World Test Championship it's over two years and they probably deserve that to hold that whatever the trophy is but ah, New Zealand me. won it mm. yeah I know yeah. see it's like so what's that? Yeah. See, is it good
3: Uh, Yeah, the Ashes are interesting. They were going to send an A squad. There was going to be an A series before the England uh, series. That has been cancelled. They'll send an extended squad, I think, in and around if they make that World Championship. Twelfth Test Championship final. Yeah. there are going to be some A games against New Zealand in April, up in the Northern States, and they're going to play with Duke's balls there. Okay. But the question will be: Is that like wet season? So yeah, something <laughs> <like laughs> or like that. Yeah. Yeah. More yeah. yeah, up up <laughs> town, Townsville and Cairns. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The only issue will be like some of the Ashes candidates will actually be allowed to go straight to England. So Nisa. Guys who might not go to India. Oh no, the guys. Who, sorry, the guys who won't be in the IPL. So, you look like the likes of Nisa, Renshaw, Harris, yeah, who are probably on the fringes. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Even at Bancroft, who's, who's sort of started putting yeah. his name back up yeah. the lights.
0: There's probably a few others. Um, yeah. <laughs> so if um if if Australia don't make it, is because Sri Lanka's third at the moment. would that mean it would be India, Sri Lanka World Test Championship final? Because if, if uh, with respect, I'm, I'm not having that. I'm not having it. That? Oh, I'm yeah. not sure. What are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, I'm not on really YouTube sure. and yeah. sort of I mean, I'm not having this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you know? Do you know who would make it if Australia? Uh, don't make it? I
3: think they're. I think they're close. It depends. There's quite a few games before that okay. as well. But okay. I, I it, basically, if Australia win this week, if yeah. they win uh, next week in Sydney, yes. yeah, they're in. They're in. Okay. Yep. Yeah. And I think India are almost banked on going there as well. Uh, yeah. Provided they at least win one or two in, in yeah, India. Okay. So, okay. And yeah. then it's pretty much settled. So yeah, I mean, it'll be a. It's going to be a great couple of months there either side of the IPL four tests in India yeah. a world test championship mm, final yeah. Australia England in yeah. sort of conditions that are probably going to favour Australia a bit more than India mm. and then the Ashes yeah. against and a, a team that is most in form in the world yeah. probably. the IPL is
2: probably the, the, the pinnacle of
0: all of that yeah. wouldn't you say see how yeah. granny goes absolutely. absolutely can't wait yeah absolutely yeah. Mumbai see <laughs> 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 so granny play on like, his three yeah, games yeah, he's yeah. going to play so for that's Mumbai that's right yeah. granny gets sort of
2: start up top and, <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, Alex thanks <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much to Alex for his time to come into the studio um, let's talk about the BBL pairs. oh yeah now we're talking um, okay so I'm just looking at the table right off the top okay most teams have played five games except for the Thunder that have played six Stars have played no no Hurricanes have played four um, and the Scorchers are top they've won every game bar one they're on eight then he goes Adelaide Strikers on six points Renegades six points Sixers six points and the Thunder on six points and the Thunder have had a fucking wild tournament already, bow that for 15, lost three games in a row. Obviously, Farooke had his contract ripped up.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: Um, And, uh, so there's been a bit going on over there. Obviously, uh, um, what's his name? Sanger dislocated these uh, fractured his collarbone. So he's out now. Now Chris Green is the captain. Interestingly enough, if Chris Green goes down, Warner's about to play back for uh, – Warner's about to <laughs> want to come back for the for the Thunder for a few games. So, uh, nah, but it's all good. He he's going to have to play under Ollie Davies. He should never captain again because, um, because you know, they fucked it up so hard the first time. Just got to defend those battle lines. Yeah. Um, so that's what's that's that's a broad picture. Uh, there was a fucking great game that uh, the other night when when uh, it was the Heat against the Renegades and Nisa took a wicket off the first ball. He ended up taking four for. Took a hat trick as well. Yep. But then Dre Russ hit some of the cleanest sixes that I've seen in this competition in a hot minute. Okay. And he finished with 50 something on out and they got over the, the renegades got over the line in the end. So Nisa hat-trick and a losing side. That's got to feel good first and foremost. Mm-hmm. He was also released from the test squad that day. So he's coming and just taking a hat-trick pretty fucking good. Um, uh, the scorchy, the scorchies, scorchies made two hundred against the stars of the Junction. Did you go to that game? I did. I was going to talk about it. Okay. Uh, and uh, the other thing I picked up was uh, Rashid Card sledging Ashton Turner in Perth. Oh, what did you say? I, I, I couldn't really tell. Couldn't tell. He was just like, it was just like bowling. He bowled three dot balls in a row, and he like kept bowling, and Ashton was just like just blocking him, and then Rashid Card just, like kept walking down the wicket and talking at him. Never Shit. seen Rashid Card do that before. We'll talk to Matt Short about that. Playing the same team, obviously. Yeah. Oh, and said. so
2: Ashton Turner's surprising recipient of that. Like we had no, him at our live show. One of the nicest people I've ever met in my life.
0: 100%. Yeah. 100%. Maybe he's got a level. But he wasn't even saying anything back to him. Mm. I think he was a bit bemused. I don't <laughs> know. And that's the Big Bash, 2022, 2023. What do you want to talk about with the Big Bash?
2: Oh, I went to a game. Yeah. Uh, I took A my, good game as well. Was it? Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yellow uh, versus green.
2: Well, the the stars were playing the scorches at Junction Oval, orange, and it was a uh, sorry. You're right, orange. green green v orange, green v orange at uh, Junction Oval of an afternoon. It was three thirty in the afternoon. Lovely day. I thought uh, my, my my eldest boy's four and a half. We're gonna give him a crack at this. It's, okay, it's too young and uh, okay. he's too young, but we'll give it a crack. Okay, and um, and then my wife said she'll come out. I'm like, oh, here we go. This will be good. Beauty. Uh, and my and my two and a half year old and. Uh, we we had a fun time. We lasted about forty five minutes. Okay, um, okay, okay. But you know, we found a spot on the on the grass there, and uh, my boys were just fucking around with a KFC uh, bucket, bucket you know, on, on the bucket head, lid. On the head, buck so, on the bonce. So that's probably a good result for the BBL. Buck <laughs> on the bonce. Uh, yep. yep. Peter glue spotted spotted me and said hello. Okay, and so I took my eldest over. Like uh, mm-hmm. I said, oh look, dude, this is one of the players, Pete. Yeah, glue. He didn't give a fuck.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. With respect,
2: Pete, if you're listening, Um, you were there.
0: It's like most most, most of Pete's teammates. Yeah,
2: no, he actually said, (laughs) genuinely, he was love. I mean, Pete Hassaglou is one of the nicest guys. He's a nice guy. He's such a good guy. And he actually said, um, this is true. Like, they were just about to go out in the field and he said, um, he goes, oh, your dad's a good bat. Uh, (laughs) I'm just really, it's it's the truth. That's what he said. Yeah, yeah. My boy did not give a shit. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm the one who lost out of that. Okay. And then my boy left. And uh, he got the fuck out of there. Yeah. And then Hats of glue went up to Faf yeah. and pointed me out. Yeah, right, um, okay. And then I didn't know what to do because I'm like, if I stand there like looking as he's pointing him out, it looks like I've just sort of come to like wave it at Faf. Yeah. So I sort of started like looking around a little bit yeah. like, oh, yeah, g'day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sort of shuckers it. And then he was like, what's this? <laughs> and, Before uh, I promote my book, I don't know you guys yeah, anymore. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, and then, and then there was some um, fireworks that went off a couple of times in in the day. So it was yeah. sort of, you, and you it was a really great afternoon. It. Yeah, it was a great afternoon. But some fireworks were going off. For my two and a half year old was. Uh, genuinely frightened and has continued to talk about that oh okay uh, yeah oh, the, so the a scary, scary fireworks yeah yeah okay. but i probably two and a half is probably a, bit young, for a the, bit young for the old bbl there okay but i'll tell you what it was a lovely day at a junction and it was packed it was a nice kind of atmosphere mm-hmm. i'm not sure if like playing at a more of a suburban boutique ground is seen as a like a, a climb down for the bbl but i thought it worked really well and in terms of the game which i haven't spoken about at all uh faff went ballistic yeah it's i just missed something. it Mm -hmm. Uh, but then Josh English batted beautifully. Mm -hmm. He he looked incredible. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then, uh, so I got to see a bit of that and then we're out of there.
0: Now it's a little bit, so, I can't remember the exact figures for the, the Boxing Day Test match, for instance, but it was in the hundreds of thousands, in the low hundred thousands of attendances over three days. Right. So, first day was 65, second day when it was 38 degrees was 42,000 people. That is fucking unbelievable, given mm. how hot it was mm. on day two. And then the third day, I can't remember, but it was anyway, so you're looking at like the mid 100,000s. I think that was the official figures after three days. Now, like, that's packing out almost every ground in England, I think, for every single day. You know, so it's just that there is an optic to sports stadium in Australia. Mm. Our population is uh, broadly quite a small population, but mm. we're having an obsession with, like, making these monstrous college football stadium stadiums that hold 100,000 people, which fill, is filled out once a year. Yeah. But it looks fucking great that one day a year. Yeah. yeah, Perth stadiums like that as well. Now, Perth, obviously, if Perth had, like, the Boxing Day test or the New Year's test match, many, many, many more people would go, exactly. as was happen with the Gabba, when usually they, ha- they get the first test of the season so like it's december people are still at work why the fuck would you go to the cricket on a wednesday afternoon etc like all those things um so the gabba this year had their day Day one was the week before christmas and it was on the saturday so first two days saturday sunday I'm, I'm going to that i'm watching right but like so the big bash if you get like ten thousand people at a at a you know a, at a grade ground for lack of a better term although the yeah, they, they play a lot of professional matches there. It just looks good. And then it feels fills it feels with consumer confidence. Like, yeah, people care about this. But when like 15,000 people turned up to um, the Etihad uh, or the Empty, had, Empty had. <laughs> <laughs> uh or Marvel Stadium um, uh, or the MCG, it's like, well, no one's there. But it's like, but it's still actually quite a few people go. And like the, all the television uh, attendances are really good. Like per game, I believe. Per, what, what's the stat? Per game. More people watch the Big Badge than any other league in Australia. Is that right? I don't know. I, I do see that uh, line. Yeah, from bandied cricket, about. From, from Cricket Australia officials. So, like, but that is the thing. So, like, it feels like, you know, oh, I factored this in with, like, the tenants was generally just like, oh, I, think, I think it's all going pretty good, like, in terms of interest in it. But there's something underneath that's like, it's not. And I'm, trying, I'm just trying to, like, nail down. And I think it's because people is are off the players.
2: So it's once again it's Cummins' role in the Olympics. It's sponsorship issue. hard
0: enough. <laughs> you can't win by an innings in 182, and for me to respect your team. Yeah, it's um, it's the sniff
2: test. Yes, you know, it's the sniff test, yeah. the pub test, the man next door test. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, yeah, it's the man next door test. Yeah, that's right. The AFP used that. <laughs> <laughs> the sniff test, you know, like how um. You know, Cricket Australia executive who's leading the rights deal is also, um, you know, is 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 also on the payroll of a of a News Corp subsidiary business.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's
2: all good. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. probably fine per some code or whatever. But just is it is it passing a sniff test? Mm. Don't know. Mm. Uh, yeah, I I agree. I, I mean, look personally, I don't like. I don't know this whole this whole existential question at the moment is about how to protect the Australian summer how to make the Australian summer thrive because the Australian summer is a very discreet, bespoke thing. Like we just have, we probably have four weeks in the year where Australians really want to fixate and focus on the cricket where you can even open a Melbourne newspaper, the back Mm. page, and it will be about cricket. Mm. You know, like that, that's, there's probably four, maybe two weeks per year, three weeks where Mm. that happens. Mm. And so what we do at the moment is we put all of our best cricket together and mix it up and, uh, it's not really working anymore because other countries don't want to take part in that as much as they used
0: to. It's hard so, so what do you do? It's hard as well where like test cricket is just – it's such a beautiful pastime and it is a pastime. It's not like this fucking money-making commercial operation where like mm. you have to be engaged in every ball, like no. the trades and and stuff. Like mm. the amount of tests this 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 summer that I've watched so far, all of them obviously have been to the grounds mm. luckily enough. But then there's just some times where I'm like I'm just fucking napping on the couch yeah. and it's just background yeah. – it, and it's just like I can – it's the
2: worst it's business model sort of, of all it time. Sort of
0: so me in this, like, and it's hot mm. outside, and I really love that part of cricket, mm. you know? But it's not, but it's not this, like, commercially driven operation where it's like, it's just going to fuck you in the face with as many games as possible, high turnover, mm. action, action, action. Oh, yes. Yeah. Five music, days. B music, Fireworks.
2: Put this doesn't on. For, work. Put this on for five days, all day, pay for it all, yeah. and, so that I can walk in and out of it on occasion in between, like, <laughs> I can sleep. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But like, that's what we're asking. Yeah. Yeah, it's difficult. I mean, I think one of the big elephants in the room. Is uh, like in the fifteen or so years that T Twenty cricket has existed mm. properly, uh, I think there's a fair amount of evidence to suggest that our country, in particular, ain't that big on it. Yeah, and uh, it'd be worth investigating the reasons why. But mm. I, I think that's a real concern. <laughs> like if you if people accept that the BCCI are going to um, drive cricket around that format, mm-hmm. which the IPL provides evidence as yes, that's happening. Then how does it square that our country ain't that into it? You know?
0: Yeah. Can I share my experience of the big bash with you, mate? Because it's obviously my job to be across the cricket. Mm. Right. And I, for the first part of the big bash, I was watching the games and I was like really into it. I was like, I'm looking at the teams. They were fucking this year. Yeah. This year. year. And I was like, I'm making a real concerted effort because I was like, I don't want to like come on here and be like, ah, whatever. But it's already got to the point where like, obviously it's part of our job as well. We go to the games and we're touring and you know, whatever, but it gets to the end of the day and I've watched like the cricket all day. And I just, I feel like I'm a better person by living a deeper life than just watching cricket for literally 12 hours a day. It's, it's just, it's too much. And I just, it comes to this, this is just my experience and it's probably wrong because I have a responsibility to talk to people who like, who who don't watch it as much as what we do to be able to present something that's interesting about this is happening in the cricket. And I understand that.
2: The people who are listening are going, oh, I'm going to switch to another podcast. Where, <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: there's heaps of podcasts out there where they fucking watch every ball. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's up to you, you know. I'm looking forward to the Manscaped yeah. read this yeah. week. That's, <laughs> all, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> but um, it's just like it, it, it comes to this idea where like how can you have the national team playing at the same time as like this – very important competition, which is still good, but it's, it's just fucking, it's too much for me. It's too much. I want to spend time with my partner. I want to see my friends. Uh, you know, <laughs> I want to think about my manscape Reads. Mm. Um, so like, just for me, it's just so much. But like, I look at the, some of the games, the highlights, and good things are happening. But I just find it very difficult to stay across. And I mm. also wonder how many people who like go to the games and like, and even watching the test matches and that's still the central tenant of their cricketing experience for the summer, get to the end of the night. It's like, okay, it's purple versus red. I'll watch a little bit. And it's like, I'm not, like. does anyone really care who wins the big bash? That's a, that's a genuine serious question. Mm. Do people really, I mean, the, the players do, definitely. Mm. Of course they do. But do the broadcasters, do the advertisers, do the people who go to the games, they're obviously like a, a, a very strong supporting, like that memberships for all the franchises right, or other clubs or whatever. I just I don't know I just I'm, I've got, I get to this point of the year all the time where I'm like, oh, fuck, big bash like I, I don't know like it's just oh, who's playing I don't know. Oh, just and that's that's just my that's my experience it's my experience of it thoughts uh,
2: well <laughs> yeah like yeah I I think heaps of people are in the same boat as that right you know but I also think that I also I'm not sure if there was a magical time in the past you know pre-internet pre T20 cricket where like everyone watched every ball of the test match or Mm. whatever. It was riveted by every single ball. I think cricket's always been this strange, abstract game where you come in and out of it. Yeah. uh, But T20
0: cricket's not like that. You have to watch it.
2: Yeah, that's right. Like, watch
0: it, watch it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh, So, you know, it's always been complicated to try and um, package this strange game that emanated out of English people trying to teach others how to live. (laughs) Into... 2022 fucking <laughs> entertainment principles that competes against TikTok, you know. The yeah. WG Grace like yeah. wasn't thinking about TikTok when he was sort of saying, oh, "I'm going to have a stick here because yeah. people, are, you know."
0: Yeah. Uh, though that would be good, but um, WG Grace could, the Fitzroy garage session. About <laughs> long beards.
2: I I just think um we tried to get Todd Greenberg on the show this week because he made some comments about you know. A, a, about some more existential issues with this and mm. we might speak to him next week. Mm. I do think that I do think it would be very foolish for cricket Australia to um, believe that the status quo is okay. Yeah. You know, oh. because I think everyone can as much as we might like our cricket and we, we all like it. We, we still like it on and yeah. hundreds and m- montages and stuff. But, uh, and maybe that's what, maybe it's just, maybe just cricket doesn't have to be awesome all the time. Mm. But I do think that doing nothing is going to expedite deeper problems later. Uh, I, I think some kind of some kind of strategic. Uh uh, a reset, I don't know what it is, strategic decision, bold strategic decisions gonna have, be made. Like, are we gonna try and surf this T20 wave properly mm. because that's where everyone else in the world is going? Look at South Africa, look at Trent Bolt, New Zealand, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's happening. Mm-hmm. Are we gonna try and surf that wave and be really good at that? And we're gonna make hard decisions mm. to ensure that we're at the forefront of the game so that it can continue to thrive here and we can be at the forefront of what's happening globally? Or are we gonna fight really hard to hang on to test cricket because ultimately that's what our country That's the heartbeat of cricket here, red Mm, ball cricket, mm. and we're going to form the alliances that you need to form Mm. to continue to protect it, to push back against that. Uh, I I think doing – Doing something in the middle is um is just kicking the can down the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And we're yeah. going to continue to have these summers where only one test team can give us a game out here, and we're not even going to be that good at T20 cricket. And when we host a World Cup, no one really goes. Yeah. And I just think Australia will just slide down, and the in, the interest here will, will will wane a little bit. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. If that's no,
0: no, no. I think that's really well said, and I I agree with that. The more I think about it, the more I think that the Big Bash has to be like a central tenant of the Australian summer, and not. Test matches, come on, fuck! Even the Ashes mm. out here is so it's shit. It's tough to see.
2: It's easy to it's, say, though, isn't it's it's it? It's easy to say, easy for us to say. Like, oh, of course it is. Yeah, you know, yeah. would you put yourself in the hot seat and be the person who goes like, you know what? Boxing Day, New Year's—that's fucking big bash time now. And Pat Cummins is playing that, and that's what we want kids to aspire to be. Like you want to, you know, you you want to play for the Sydney Sixers, you want to play for the Melbourne Stars. It's like you want to play for Manchester United. You want club, like club is going to be where people's mentalities is directed towards. Uh, And we'll we'll carve out a couple of international windows for some civil war (laughs) reenactments for for the old for the old cuds like us to enjoy every so often. And remember, civil
0: war (laughs) (laughs) reenactment. Uh, anyway, uh, uh, all right. Well to, get through well, to that to that mould, uh, we're going to talk about the IPL auction in a moment's time. But uh, we are going to talk to Matt Short right now before we do. Pez, we got to thank Budgie Smuggler for supporting TGC over the years. They've been uh, one of the all-time supporters of TGC to make it even this far for now us. Jump on Budgie
2: Check out the TGC collection. Uh, got a whole bunch of stuff in there. Tiger print budgies. Some indigenous art there as well. I think we've got the lightning strike. The, the old. Uh, the, the Lightning Guernsey uh, ODI team from 1992-93 fuck uh, yeah as, that's uh, as, my favourite as, as a set of smugglers yeah, that's, my two, that's my number um, one that's my number one and you can be like us who haven't worn them yet uh, they're still in packet but <laughs> um, we also had uh, yeah, I, I think it might be gone now but uh, to celebrate Warner's double mm. they were offering 20% off site wide using the code UBeauty, but I'm just saying that even though it's over now yeah Um so, Budgie, just t- continuing to kick goals, it's, uh, it's, it's exactly where you need to land for summer uh this
0: interview is brought to you by tgc uh, sorry, tgc uh, t20 stars well, in
2: many ways it is brought to you by tgc,
0: yeah, TGC stars <laughs> uh now the website's not tgcstars.com it's t20stars.com okay it's global use the code tgc a <laughs> oh my god i'm scared <laughs> yeah me too <laughs> anytime you go on the internet it's just like just using a website like that mm. well that could be porn mm. <laughs> exactly how could this be retro to being <laughs> yeah, yeah, porn oh, i see how you jesus christ superstar.com <laughs> oh for fuck's sake he's not like that is he on the cross my god at t20stars.com use the code tgc15 for 15 percent off the full t20 stars range do you reckon blokes are just throwing out kit at the moment just being like this this bat doesn't work for me anymore well, if that's the case mm. go to t20stars.com get yourself some new kit we had a we had a, uh, a message last week about a guy who his brother had scored his first 100 after not being, uh, being able to score over 20 or 15 mm. or some shit yeah um now he's growing hundreds and that's definitely down to your kit t20stars.com Use the code TJC15 at that website for 15% off the full T20 Stars range. Here he is. Here's Matt Short.
2: So pleased to be joined for the first time on The Grade Cricketer by Matt Short. Matt Short, stalwart of Victorian cricketers with the Adelaide Strikers. I think he's top of the BBL run scoring charts as well as of at least two days ago. But I'm sure he can let us know if he's still if he's still a top and wearing that coloured hat. Uh, Shorty, if I can call you that, welcome to TJC.
1: Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. I don't think I'm on top
2: anymore, but yeah, maybe top five. <laughs> Oh well, we'll just say we recorded this a few days ago, and, and he was top. Uh, so uh, <laughs> you know, I, I love this scene, uh, Matt, because it's like this time of year when we talk to a couple of the BBL guys, and you're all just in like hotels, uh, you know, and like just a uh, like a, a sort of a random hotel. Where where have we caught you today? Like, are you are you at home? Are you travelling around? Where are you at?
1: Yeah, no, you're right. See, the I'm here in in Adelaide at the moment. Yeah, just the the team hotel. Um, we've got the big news eve game coming up. So, hmm. um, no, you've caught me in a good time either in the hotel at the ground or down the beach. So, um, no, I had a good time now. Hmm.
2: Um, shorty, uh, can I call you shorty by the way, or is that, is that not something? Yeah. Of, uh, no, absolutely. <laughs> I, your brother's in the NBL isn't he as well. So like it can't, it's, it's also a little bit, um, you know, off kilter to, to call such a tall bloke shorty.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're right. I, um, my um, little brother, Sammy, got the arse a couple of years ago. So um, he had a little stint there with Melbourne United. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's a bit awkward, um, especially sort of going through the airports and, you know, the air hostess saying, oh, welcome, Mr. Short. Like, oh, that's that's ironic. Like, you're not that short either. Like, it's, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. The you worst. get that every time, yeah. but, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. no, nah, Shorty's fine.
2: I want to ask, like, like Adelaide. You guys are having a good season this year. I think you're second now. Um, three, three and two. Always a fun gig uh, at Adelaide. It seems, but like T Twenty cricket seems to be getting so specialised. Everyone's talking about execution. There's fielding. The guys are whacking it. There's levers. There's all sorts of different skills knocking around. Like it seems like the edge that any team can have is with the vibe of the side and the yeah. fun that they're having. And I look around Adelaide strikers. You, Dizzy's coach. And they got Harry Conway and Wes Agar. Uh like is is it a good vibe at the Adelaide Strikers? Can you run us through it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I'm, we've got a guy called Rashid Khan as well, so that helps. Um oh, no, you man. But no, yeah, you're right. Harry Conway is he's the man. Um mm. he's he's you know unfortunately he's not paying at the moment. Um I'm sure his time will come but yeah having him around the group um oh yeah it's huge for yeah not only the vibe but um, yeah, just gets the boys up and about. Uh, it was awesome having the change rooms, but um, yeah, good start for the lads. Um, but yeah, Harry Conway's. I mean, I know, I know he's done a couple of podcasts for you guys. I think so. Um, no, he's a ripper. Well, you you obviously got uh,
0: Colin de there as well. Now, Colin is uh, he's very quiet. He's obviously a proud, uh, you know, African man. Obviously, played a lot of cricket for Zimbabwe as uh, for sorry, for New Zealand as well. But I just want to know what his uh what his sort of uh, observations are of you know the beast, Chris Lynn, or any of Peter Siddle's sunglasses.
1: <laughs> he's a very sort of down-to-earth kind of guy and nothing yeah. really fazes him too much. So um no, he sort of lets Linny do his own thing, but um yeah, I can't <laughs> see him wearing Sid's, <laughs> Sid's Sonnies anytime soon. He's uh no, he's a good character. He's a very quiet, sort of humble guy. So um, you know, anything outlandish like Sidzi, I don't think he'll he'll go anywhere near that.
2: About your own cricket, Matt. Like uh you I'm I'm looking at the Adelaide strikers. You you open the batting, uh, you open the bowling, you field at first slip. Um, you're obviously a very good cricketer, but do you have something on Dizzy uh being able to do those things?
1: <laughs> nah, nothing at all. Um, you know, when I first moved to Adelaide, I was sort of stuck in the middle order and um was going pretty shit ass to be honest. Um and then, you know, I was sort of nagging at Dizzy for a couple of years there, you know, like I'm I'm probably more suited to, to open the batting. And um I reckon I was thinking about this earlier, I reckon the one thing that helped me most was you know Tim Payne, that all that saga and you know pushing Kez into the test side. So Kez was open the batting for the strikers at the time. And um, yeah, I think uh yeah, all that Tim Payne shit happened and Kez got the call up and then I went into open the batting. So um, yeah, probably not so much dizzy, but yeah, thanks to, to Timmy Payne. I reckon
0: <laughs> no one talks about the good news exactly. out of that saga, no one talks about the guys that the winners out of that scenario, you know. Um, that's uh, you, you mentioned Rashid Khan before. Now, I've never seen this from Rashid, but um, he got a little bit, got a little bit lippy with Ashton Turner the other night. He was getting, he was getting booze from, uh, from, from the from the Perth faithful. I couldn't really make out what he was saying, but like, what was, what was that about? Um,
1: Oh, it's a weird one because like, I reckon Rash has had the edge over, over AT for a while now. Um, you know, he's got him out a lot of times. And I think when guys start to get on top of Rash a little bit, you know, he starts to to chirp up and try and sort of play with them a bit that way. So, um, yeah, AT definitely had the edge over us the other night and, you know, Rash couldn't get him nor none of us could. Um, so he gets a bit frustrated when he can't take a wicket and sort of, yeah, goes a bit verbal at the batters. Yeah, I like it
2: you're Matt you're like you're, you're a tall bloke and that's always uh advantage that's always an advantage in sport. my like last name
0: short as well yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I really
2: apologize for that that, that, that <laughs> shit uh you bowl like some high class offies up the top of the innings uh you whack them You're top five bat in the IP in the uh, in the Bbl someone's told me that they think you're one of the top three fielders in the country and best slipper they've ever seen I won't say who um <laughs> Could you do? You, do you think you could do a job for the nation uh, if you if you were called up?
1: Oh, uh geez, I don't know about some of those words, but um, oh look, if the time came, um, you know, obviously the last couple of years have been been really good to be able to contribute. You know, not with the bat, but um, you know, if I miss out with the runs, it's it's trying to help the boys with the ball. So, um, yeah, obviously playing for Australia would be would be unreal. Um, in you know whether it's open the batting or you know with the ball, but um, obviously sort of kind of take care of what I can at the moment with the strikers, and then obviously see what happens after that.
0: Just on that, like, do you have like uh, what what are your, like immediate goals with the BBL? I'm not maybe just asking about you specifically because we're talking right now, but um, but obviously like everyone wants to play for Australia, right? Like including me. Uh, I'm not actually playing anymore, but you know I still feel like I could, like, do a job for somewhere. <laughs> um, but uh, like like is it is it is that the goal of you know, a big bash season? Like if you had, a, if you had a monster season, you can get yourself in the conversation, you know, someone call you a bit of a bolter, or an outsider or a dark horse or whatever, or is it, uh, do you have sort of more ambitions of like, well, if I have a really good season here, then maybe i got get picked up in a different, uh, a different tournament, you know, one of the, uh, Abu Dhabi leagues or, you know, maybe South Africa or what is that, or, or are you more focused on the right here and now of like, okay, yeah, I've got to win the game on New Year's Eve and I want to win the tournament. Like, do, do you have a, a clear goal of, of what a big bash uh, season can do for you?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. I think there's a a couple of ways I'm sort of thinking of it, um, especially like the way the tournament is now is game after game. It's sort of focused on, you know, each game coming up. But hmm. I think coming off last year, off a, a pretty successful year with the bat, um, it was more about being consistent again this year and trying to build off that year. And hmm. um, I think obviously to play for Australia, it's probably – you know, it's either about timing and I know there's a a few gaps that might open up with the the white ball side coming up. So, um, I don't think, you know, I don't think one big bash series or comp will will get you in that. It's more about, you know, building two or three seasons together and, um, being consistent. So I think that was a big focus coming into this year was trying to build off last year and, um, you know, go, go a few better this year. Um, and then yeah, sort of go from there, and hopefully yeah, get the name back in the well, not back, but into the selectors' minds.
2: Mm. And you also play red ball for Victoria as well, and you do a really good job there. Like you're extremely versatile. Uh, as your career matures, do you do you feel like you're gonna have to pick one, uh, or or do you are you really focused on trying to be valuable across all, and like can that actually work? W- like, can that complement each other or do you feel like if you really want to take another step, you're going to have to pick one and stick with it?
1: Yeah, that's a, another really good question. I think at the moment, especially the last couple of years, I've sort of just been focusing on, you know, whatever game or whatever the format is, is just trying to adapt as well as I can and and contribute with, you know, whatever it is. So, um, but yeah, that definitely crosses your mind that, you know, you have a couple of good seasons in the, in the T20 and, um, you know, you look at all the guys and some of your teammates like Linney and Rash. You know, they go around the world and mm. and and play. You know, the the fun style of cricket they call it. So, um, it definitely crosses your mind. And um, yeah. So at the moment, I'm sort of arming and aching about you know what the future holds and, and whatnot. But um, yeah, I'm I'm sure that'll all sort of figure itself out.
0: Because you've been you've been in the in the system so to speak for a while. Like uh, you played Aussie 19s, right? That must have been eight or nine years ago or something. Who was who was in your alumni? Uh, for the Aussie 19s in that World Cup?
1: Um, yeah, we had got a few. Big uh, Billy Stanlake, Benny McDermott. Um, who else? we got Jakey Doran. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, i trying to think. Um, you know, guys like Alex Gregory, um, Cameron Valenti. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, so there's a few. There's probably about, maybe about half the guys that are still, still around now. Yeah, mm. it's
0: pretty good. It's pretty good that, that many have pushed on because a lot of the guys you see under 19s like obviously to make it that level you've got to be amazing talent to to make it. But then you look at some of the names of old scorecards and it's like maybe one or two might push on yeah. to play shield cricket or, or even big bash cricket, I suppose, these days. But to have like sort of half that team still 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 knocking about in the system, it's uh it's obviously a pretty good squad.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. Obviously, Billy Stanlake and, and Benny McDermott have, you know, played for, for the mm. Aussies and um yeah, it goes to show that you know, it's not even, not, you know, not um not that far away, you know, if you if you keep sticking at it and um, mm-hmm. see what happens. Mm.
2: I know you've got to get to training, man. So one last question from me and a very important question, like how shit has the decks been? Um uh, the PPL. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> look, playing here at Adelaide Oval um is bloody unbelievable. Like it's probably the best ground to, to bat at. Um but yeah, we get to to wickets out at in Sydney, out at West Sydney there um, at the showgrounds. That's pretty pretty grim out there, let alone you know trying to trying to make runs on that wicket. Um, yeah, they have been. I suppose with all the rain we've had around and a lot of the squares and wicket tails are, are looking pretty dodgy at the moment. But um, yeah, hopefully come Jan in the new year we'll uh, we'll see some better wickets.
0: It's obviously been a remarkable achievement, though, for you to get yourself into the top five run scorers playing on such shit decks. So, mm. uh, so congratulations <laughs> on that.
1: Nah, thank you. It's uh, it's been a bit of a struggle, but uh, see what we can do. I hope
2: you're not referring to this interview. Uh, but, um, uh, Matt, th- thanks so much for joining us. i will let you get to training, mate. Um, all the best for the rest of the season and everything beyond.
1: Thanks, Charles. Thanks, Henry.
0: Thank you very much to Matt Short. Uh, the IPL auction pairs. This is the one. This is the one that the fans really want to know about. So let's talk about Cam Green going for three point one five million to the Mumbai Indians. That's two point one million dollars USD. Uh, Jai Richardson was also picked up by Mumbai for one hundred eighty k. But uh, but Cam Green, <laughs> uh, Cam, I'm, I'm sure, sure. <laughs> Jai
2: Richardson who got heaps of great T20 performances behind, yeah. him, especially playing the match. IPL before. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, He's the best player at the best team in the BBL. Cam Green though two games against India whack whack three point one five job done these two meters no, I mean Delhi wanted him as well Delhi wanted three him. mil we'll talk to punter about that mm. uh, at the corner mm-hmm. uh, I mean what do you, what can you say it's the full package I think Mumbai M- Mumbai like that's this is a lifetime buy this is a fucking asset this right. is, this is years you know this mm. is this is eight years ten years <laughs> he probably won't even play that many games.
0: Uh, but yeah well, that's it, what they're saying right he might, he might be necessarily a starter yeah. I mean must be nice but, you know,
2: possession's nine tenths of the law well, I have yeah. heard someone say that I really yeah. understand yeah it's a football thing yeah that's right I've, I've
0: seen plenty of football teams win without it, a lot of possession it, it, Mourinho teams <laughs> 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 and that's the same as the IPL <laughs> now it is interesting Pez with uh, with Cam Green because he's obviously got an enormous year coming up he'll be touring India uh, for the Australian test side then he'll go to the IPL then he'll go to the Ashes but will hopefully be a, a, a world test championship in there as well Uh, and then there's a 50-over World Cup, which I'd just mostly be sniffing about in for a squad. Yeah, be sniffing in. Um, And then, of course, another summer. So it's an enormous workload. And I just felt like he had to get himself into this auction because there was always going to be interest after what he did in two games in India. It it, It honestly is remarkable that like that th- we are as big advocates for Cam Green as anyone else, two meters, bats, balls, catches, it's fucking buckets. It's everything. Like this is guys a mercurial talent, not a mercurial talent. He's just an enormous talent mm. in more ways than one. But, uh, but it's just, this is purely, it just feels like this is purely off two scores in India where he was opening the batting. One of the easier times two score runs apparently in the, mm. in, uh, in, in, in short form cricket. And, it was just slogging, and it came off. Mm. It was it was good execution. Let's let's be right about that. But um, there is absolutely no um other sort of evidence about him batting in the middle order, especially mm. or taking or taking important overs. Uh, for
2: it's investment. I if mean, really, like- uh, But
0: then you figure like a guy this good can figure it out. But it's just like that amount of money yeah. is. But wow. the package is unbelievable, and that's and that's before we get to what he can do in cricket. But. Uh, <laughs>
2: Red Bull sponsorships—that's so got to play a part. Speaking of a couple of people behind the uh, behind the scenes, there like, oh, a okay. uh, bit of, bit of a ITK stuff. Yeah, is Yeah, it? ITK stuff. <laughs> I think there's a fair acknowledgement that uh, it's you're, you're buying for some reward later. You know, three years down the track, four years. I mean, look at the guy; like he's he's barely he's he's so he's like he's still he's I still like, he's still like Bambi on ice. Like mm. he's he's taking fifers and hitting fifties and taking cr- catches left, right, yeah. and center, buying 140s and. I don't even get the impression he's got any personal swagger or, like, uh, it doesn't even come across to me like he feels like he fits in. Yeah, I agree with What's he going to do when he actually, yeah. you know, a couple of birds knocking about? No. <laughs> I mean, I'm being silly. A couple of cars obvious, all of a sudden, obviously, yeah. Obviously being silly, but, you know, when he starts to really, like, mm. like tap into his own um, mm. abilities. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably what they're buying him for. They just know it's like how, how can it not um, – just absolutely
0: fly. How a can he fi- figure it out? He's going to figure yeah. it out, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, and
2: if he hasn't figured it out and he's still able to do some incredible stuff, yeah. like that those, I think that's probably that's the value of those two knocks. It's just like oh. Because it was a bit, it was sort of a bit violent. That those two knocks was like a mm. bit of cam green violence. I'm mm. liking this. Like otherwise, he's always very sort of mm-hmm. within the, the the corridor of wet paint when he bowls and yep. bats everything straight. It's ball machine. It's yep. it's all nice and uh, nice and neat. Yeah. And just in those two games on Indian soil against their best players, it was like he was he was destroying them. Yeah. Uh, wild, wild stuff, but they, they have a look at that and they're like, look, look, this could be anything must, must be in our possession now.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, just looking at the Mumbai team, hang on, let me yeah, just, not let a bad me, let squad. me, let me just get it up. So Rohit mm. Sharma opening the batting with Ishan Kishin. Then you got like, God. then you got Sue Kamayadav. Yeah, he's pretty he's, good. He's the best in the world. Tim David's in that squad. Oh. Uh, Deval Brevis. Oh. Um, they got Joffra who, yeah. who, who should be mm. fit there and Bumrah. I mean that's, that's not there obviously 1-11 to 11, but there's a, there's a couple of players who's uh, who's I'm actually not sure well, who that tweaker is uh, but Cam Granger will probably do a job there mm. I'm not sure who that Let's spinner is scroll his fingers is. over the ball Shaquine is he a spinner? I, I'm not sure Exactly. I'm not sure um, I saw Joffre bowl some leggies in Tassie grade cricket yeah that's true mm. did, that, he, that did he was bowl a, some of that the, was the, the Hurricanes as well? did he
2: yeah jesus there's a, there's a there's a clip from a couple of years ago before anyone in australia recognized Jofra. you know yeah. again Aussie. yeah Aussie, yeah of uh, course yeah emu yeah. stuff yeah um <laughs> <laughs> Aussie, emu stuff yep and he's he's playing great cricket and he's like he's bowling leggings and then he just decides off a leg spin yeah. run up to just um a roll a seam one yeah. out seam up yeah. and it like it fucking flies yeah. Uh, yeah yeah
0: yeah and so the point is he's quick um, Sam Curran was picked up for the most money ever in the IPL He got picked up for 2.25 million USD He's in Punjab uh, We're also Sakanda Raza uh, The Zimbabwean player was picked up there as well Just for 60k but still it's his first time in the IPL So it's a nice way I think he even says nice way to finish my career Or like mm. it's an honour like, to have that mm. in my career as well So anyway Sam Curran who was obviously player of the tournament And player of the World Cup final in the, uh, in the T20 World Cup out here uh, nah, that's fucking value for money. Also, that so he's at uh, Punjab. I think it was actually, that was the first team that he was... Bought before in like oh, 20, 2017, 19 or something. Cause he, he was at CSK, yeah. But I think he did actually start at uh, Punjab. Um, well, he was
2: the he was the best player in the T Twenty World Cup. One hundred
0: percent, one hundred percent. Harry Brook also had a obviously World Cup winner. He got picked mm-hmm. up by the Sunrisers one point six million. That's US. Um, Agarwal there has also gone to the Sunrisers. So Agarwal might be the captain there as well because that's probably because Kane Williamsman has moved to the Gujarat Titans, who won the thing last year okay. for two hundred forty three. K. right uh stokes at csk for 1.98 million he was at um he was at rajasthan wasn't he yeah yep. they didn't play last year he opted out for last year mm-hmm. um but uh but uh, rajasthan they were probably the team of the tournament last year especially stokes with and
2: dony is a good little combo just for, in terms of alpha stuff of probably la- Dhoni's last year they've said that for the last five years that's right uh i suppose stokes will will Assume the leadership of that post Doni. You could you could True. scarcely ask for a, a higher yeah, profile
0: and pretty a, a higher star as far as leadership goes right now. That's pretty good. Than Stokes. That's pretty good. So speaking of Rajasthan, Jason Holder got bought there for seven hundred k. Zampa. Uh, for 182 That was at his base price That feels like a steal So he'll be bowling with uh, Uzi Chahal It's
2: just that Foreign spinners barely get a game <laughs> Barely in the get IPL. a it, yep. You know St- Zampa's world class At that level But there's just so many great, So many great local Indian spinners yep. It's just hard to get value there Yes
0: uh, Joe Root also picked up uh, By Rajasthan for 121k um, Delhi Capitals bought Riley Rousseau, okay. Phil Salt And Manish Pandey um, right, eh? And then LSG did LSG. No, they got knocked out in the semis last year. Who did Good Drop beat in the final last year? Uh, I can't remember too much cricket. Anyway, LSG bought uh, Nicky Purin for $1.95 million, and the Australian uh, uh, Dan Sam's got, got picked up there for LSG. So he's now played for. Dan Sam's now played for three IPL teams, I think. He was at Mumbai last year. Where did he play before then? Rajasthan were in Rajas- the final. Oh, Rajasthan <sighs> were there? Yeah, okay. Well, Damn. there you go. For me, uh, anyway, so that's just uh, that, and that wasn't even the major auction, but a uh, couple of blokes being picked up for cash. It's 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 it's, it's a bit of bounce knocking a bit about. Of bunce the knocking point about. is, there's bounce. Yeah, do you know? I find it interesting. Like, it's just uh, it does feel like that is that is like it's so intrinsically linked. Like the players and the money they go for, that it's like it's just an advertising tool for itself. It's just like look, look what we can do. It's, it's a great flex. It's a great flex from the Indian Premier League. Mm. Like, look what we can do. Because, mm. like, it's just all these – like, the conversations aren't, aren't necessarily about, like, what squads line up well and who's, who's going to go where. It's about, like, look how much money these guys can get. Yeah, Isn't it like, – like, Cam Green's – like, that's way more than the highest uh, contract for Cricket Australia, 3.15 million it. Well,
2: it, it just – again, you know, like, it, probably laboring the points too much. Like, or, or we're about to talk about Pakistan versus New Zealand. right? And uh, – they're they're involved in a you know a nasty arm wrestle there in Karachi. You know? yeah. New Zealand's best bowlers knocking around at the junction you yeah. know, for for the stars. And like Colin's uh,
0: playing for Adelaide.
2: Oh, and of course yeah. Collins
0: Zaccone. Yeah, <laughs> how could I forget playing for the cauliflower blue? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Well, Pakistan versus New Zealand. Let's talk about that. So Babar Azam scored some runs as well. It's actually been a good week for just guys getting runs again because obviously Warner got his twenty fifth hundred. Kane Williamson, I think, hit his twenty maybe twenty fifth as well. He hit a double hundred, but Barbara Zahm hit 161, uh, and Pakistan made 438 in the first innings. Um, Tim South, led the way for the Kiwis with three for 69, and then New Zealand made 612 for nine, uh, and Kane hit 200 red, Devin Conway 92, Tom Latham 113, so the top three made 113, 92, and 200, that was pretty good, uh, Ish Sodi hit 65 down the order. Um, and then, uh, who, and then Abra Ahmed who took five for 205 of 67.5. So a bit of a, bit of a slog, a bit of a slog over there in Karachi. And, uh, the second innings, that was the end of day four, I think. Um, and then Pakistan find themselves 77 for two. Uh, so that's going into day five and that is, that is, well, that's going to be a draw. Well, um, that's going to be, <laughs> well a, draw. That's
2: going to be a draw. Well, that's going to be a draw. And let's save this format.
0: No, um, yeah.
2: Kane Williamson restrained celebration upon bringing up his 100 and his double. Just worth noting. uh, What for? Alex. um, Well, you know, just trying to pick up on some fucking periphery here. Alex Carey was a restrained celebration as well. It was nice to see. Mm. Uh, But, uh, yeah, Kane Kane brought up his double. He went to shake his teammate's hand first and then wave the bat. I don't know. I like it. You know, you want to see you want to see him go wild.
0: You want him to fucking run out into the into the crowd and get crowd surfed. Yeah, I want to see him like lift his shirt up and have like a message underneath on a on a t-shirt that he'd prepared before the game and then get yellow carded. Mm. That's what I want. About God? Something about God, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Or maybe like just run to the stump like a Tim Cahill style thing and just mm. do some boxing, something, mm. something like that. We've seen Stonis and Chris Gale do the thing where they put the helmet on top of the bottom of the bat and then lift the bat up like yeah, that, yeah. like it's a, like a scarecrow.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's right. Just ensure no crows come and peck them while they're um, <laughs> celebrating. <laughs> Famous crow situation <laughs> yeah, yeah, in Karachi. Right, Crow's knocking about here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. It's actually you can ward off Spider
2: Cam. That's how they after get touring teams in work. Australia. Yeah. Well we're talking about this off air as well. A couple of couple of easy things that cricket could do to um to bring the crowds back. Like I don't see stumps cartwheel anymore. I've got yep. the raw dog, he might make his debut. Yep. What's the point of having a raw dog if you can't get a cartwheeling stump? They've changed the stump so that they just don't actually move out of the groove. Yeah. Uh, so that, that that's incorrect. Uh, yep. they need to, they
0: need to change that. Yep. Um, Just try, just Just, uh, You can't,
2: you can't present these problems without solutions.
0: Yeah, no, of course. You know, um, Jack wrote in via Patreon, Mm. and he was talking about the Big Bash he said hey boys I can't sleep I'm thinking about Big Bash what new gimmicks <laughs> could CA introduce to try prolong the inevitable IPL takeover I hope, I hope when there is a takeover they sort of do it like WWE taking over WCW that'd be funny anyways here are some gimmicks I've been thinking about a bat mm. that lights up since the BB is so colour themed for some reason and once hit hard enough everything has to be on fire or light up yep. surprise some nonsense and already tried this somewhere or maybe it's just me that thinks of this I don't know a KFC bucket that's huge placed somewhere in the boundary if you hit it in the bucket, it's 10 runs, I suppose. Great for ad- advertising, probably. That's a KFC big bucket, 10 runs. Mm. That's that's how we're doing that. Um, that's all I have, unfortunately. But let me know your thoughts. I don't give a fuck, no shit about IPOs, so it's a shame. It's all going to be all cricket soon. Cheers, Jack. Yeah,
2: there's something that – they're not doing enough with buckets. Like, all they're doing with buckets is putting them on, on your head. But buckets right. is, an, is an obvious correlation with mitts. Glory holes. Mitts, sorry. Yeah, mitts. yeah, yeah. 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 Yep. 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 Sorry. How would
0: yep. you work it with a glory hole in cricket? You just go to a cubicle in the new renovated bathrooms at the SCG, for instance, and you just, just pop it all in there. <laughs> and what? <laughs> Get six runs. <laughs> and then Howie goes, that's a KFC big bucket ten or something. <laughs> so is it like um if you're trying to incorporate a glory
2: hole into the big bash yeah. a, as a as a KFC sponsor Not just integration? The big bash. This, oh. this
0: could save test cricket. Yeah.
2: What like, uh, if you make a certain amount of runs, you get to access the glory holes. Like, or is it a fan? Is it a fan activation? It's a fan. <laughs> it's a fan activation.
0: So fan activation.
2: So you go to the, you go to the. This is eighteen plus. You go to the yeah, bathroom. Yeah. This, this is one for
0: the kids because we're going yeah. to bring some adults. So there's going to be a bit of bunts brought into yeah. the game. Skip
2: forward here if you're children in the car. Yeah. So you, <clears throat> you um, you go to the you go rooms. to the
0: bathrooms. Yeah.
2: Some of the bathroom there for you, Don. Yeah. There's one line for keys and there's yeah. one for holes. Okay, this is your this is how you get the crowds back to cricket. Yeah, not there's. So any you go to the bathrooms the word, right. and there's cocaine and glory holes available. Right, is it just one bathroom in the ground and the rest is for if people who just want to go do a whiz? No, nah, no option. No, <laughs> oh, every every bathroom, <laughs> every men department. and women, yep. unisex. Yep. is is you 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 can only access yep. cocaine. Or glory holes? Is that what you're saying? It's obviously, been obviously yes. it's been, it's, obviously, yes. it's been a, a slow show so far. Okay, so and the glory yeah. hole is sponsored by KFC Big Bucket. <laughs> is that what you? Is that what you, Ian Higgins, are saying?
0: I this gets picked up by the Daily Telegraph?
2: No, it's like. It's like <laughs> We're looking at a sponsorship with Wisdom recently. So many sponsorships out the window. Fuck it. So I just need to get this right. You go in, the hole for the, the glory hole yeah. is actually is is KFC bucket themed.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same size as a bucket of zingers. Yeah. And there's some bales that light up as yeah, well.
2: Yeah, so what's the – and then is there an action? Once you start using that KFC-sponsored glory hole, yeah. what happens? <laughs> What's at the other side, mate?
0: Um, the other side is sponsored by a new uh, advertiser, Fleshlight.
2: Right. Oh, yeah. So it is the integration of adult uh, content. Yep. We've seen this before, have before, we? I went the, the Cronulla Sharks were entertaining a sponsorship with um
0: oh one um, of those yeah, uh like Brazzers or like uh <laughs> like like <laughs> no, like, like naughty America time say or something.
2: Brazzers, is it?
0: Was oh, it Brazzers? Don't I know, it's like,
2: like oh, it's Premier League players. Yeah. You, you don't know how it comes out of your mouth. And you've never actually said it out loud. <laughs> you've read it.
0: <laughs> so hang on. Hang on. The big Is it Embraer Chan or yeah. Can Yeah, Khan. Yeah, that's right. Gak pose. Is that
2: how you Okay. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. That's, that's blue sky
0: thinking. Yeah. Yeah,
2: there's nothing wrong in brainstorming.
0: Yeah. Anyway, that's Pakistan and New Zealand. Okay, hashtag ICGC uh, is brought to you by well, man. Let's talk about Manscaped first. But as you were saying, one of the highlights of the of the year on Twitter just recently about um, Andrew Tate. Um, oh yes, yeah, absolutely sort of. fucking dominated by Greta Thunberg. Right. Yeah. Um, just and him, him. Sorry, her. Just saying, like small dick energy, and like yeah, it was I an mean,
2: email address or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah yeah yeah. I'm just going to go with the theme there of like just small dick energy and like one way you can improve that with is with the optical inch. Yeah. And you can use Manscape use the code tjc for 20% off at manscape.com.
2: It always feels good like you escape and your penis looks bigger. You just look you look good and you you like how you look in the mirror better than you did before. Yeah yeah yeah. It's pretty I mean it's basic. It's yep. a basic cell but it speaks to some deep seated like biological needs and urges. Sure. And, and Manscaped can actually assist you with that, f- and you can get twenty percent off plus free shipping on those biological urges yep. uh, using the code TGC. Yep. Um, pretty sure you get twenty percent off like anyway, but uh, <clears throat> you know we're still pushing that out there. I mean, I've got some copy here, but so we, we've read it. It's just sexual female host stocking stuff a copy, yeah. and we've already had uh, we've already had Christmas. Yeah. Um. But, but as it says, you know, trust me, ladies, Santa's cookies aren't the only thing you're going to want to get your hands on. Have him join the other seven million. I think it was bracket six million. Yeah. uh, Other sexy lumberjacks who use Manscaped. They added a million people there really quickly at Manscaped. Well, they might have
0: been one of those ones where it was 6.9, but Mm. they sort of, they want to say seven because, you know.
2: Well, I mean, people will be uh, really gutted to hear that our contract with Manscaped is up. Um, this is our last read. We'll get, I mean, I'll try and renegotiate in the next twenty four hours. So mm. we'll, we'll find out next week if if they still want to have us. Yeah, okay. But um,
0: well, we're giving a really good red hot go this time. Yeah.
2: Any last things you'd like to say about Manscaped just to just to get them over the line for the next one? Your cock looks bigger if you buy it.
0: Hashtag RCDC is brought to you by Ponting Wines. Pontingwines.com.au. Use the code get few. Use the code get few at pontingwines.com.au. Um, should we just talk about one of the all-time great TJC experiences we've had on this yeah, journey, Pez, yeah. by having Ricky Ponting, of Ponting Wines, um, on stage with us drinking we've Ponting three Wines. three to do this, by the way. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, uh, so, yeah.
2: What can you say? Ricky Ponting is probably the – the largest uh, figure in cricket in Mm. the world at Mm. the moment, if you consider on-field achievements. Uh, He's probably the best commentator knocking around, at least in Australia. And uh, he's so good at coaching that he's unaffordable to both Australia and India. Yeah, Uh, So it's a pretty good package. And for some reason he did our show and uh, he did not disappoint. That was about 50 minutes. I mean, if others want to write in and say their experience, I just got the feeling it was –
0: pretty enjoyed by people who were in there uh, it was absolutely heaving it was fucking uh, unbelievable 350 yeah. people standing up in the yeah. corner hotel 100 yeah. seated it was amazing uh, unbelievable scene so th- thank you very much for Ricky for joining us on stage it's pointingwines.com.au for your festive season use the code get a few all right hashtag ice to do you want to read do you want to read hashtag ice say? do yes from Mitch hi TGC he's talking about he's talking about pointing wines
2: yeah oh no we'll go next one we'll go next one sorry Jason Jason writes in I used to play 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 City and Suburban Cricket with Kerry the Skull O'Keefe for the Sydney University veterans in the late 80s and early 90s. And I'm sure he won't mind me telling you this story. The SU vets had a metronomic ability to score between 110 and 120 of their allotted 35 overs, whether they were none for 80 off 12 or 8 for 30 off 28. Average season win loss was 50-50, most of the Ws coming when the Skull was in our midst. God only knows why he played with us. Anyway, one week he was batting at 5 or 6 and we were cruising at 2 or three. For about hundred off twenty, and looking good to break one hundred and fifty for the first time in three to four seasons, the sheds were calm. I was scoring along. I was scoring along with our current New South Wales Chief Justice, who is a far better lawyer than he is a wicketkeeper. Awesome. Oh. <laughs> and we were sharing our most embarrassing on-field moments as a bonding exercise inverted commas. After the predictable tales of shelling sitters in front of prospective romantic conquests, vomiting on the pop increase after working late, inverted commas, the night before, or handing the cap to the umpire, always an oppo player, never an official umpire in sight in those days, only to realise he was the bloke whose miso you'd put the hard word on at the pub the night before, it came round to Kerry. <clears throat> right. His most embarrassing on-field moment, inverted commas again, he declared, was during the fourth 1971-2 unofficial test at the SCG. In his words, this is the quote, I was seeing them like a football. I'd cruised to 20-odd and was facing Bish and Beatty. He tossed one up and I clipped it off the pads right out of the screws to the fence. But as I was strolling down the pitch to do a bit of gardening and see what Bish thought of my Greg chappell uh, on-drive, my chappell on-drive, sorry, I heard a noise behind me and it dawned on me that Gary Sobers, Fielding at short leg Had not only stopped it with his right hand But lobbed it back to the keeper Who ran me out by about three yards At this point a wicket fell at St Paul's Oval And he was next in And off he went Leaving all of us champed in stunned silence 25 years before anyone knew what it meant to be champed Here he was Pouring out his heart about his embarrassment at an incident that most of us would have And many probably still do Masturbated to For the rest of our lives <laughs> What a legend Cheers fellas Jason <laughs>
0: Well, it's just—I uh, suppose—this story has just hit all the right notes. It's—it's uh, it's about karaoke keep. It's called in the skull, um, just to you know uh, convey some sort of. Um you know, convivial relationship between the two. It's Bish and Betty, it's uh it's, Chappell, it's Gary Sobers. I mean, he's ticked a lot of boxes in sort of 1970, 1980. it's sort of done all the jobs there. Bit of Sydney Uni stuff, bit of law stuff, bit of uh, bit of talking to the MISO, bit of uh, bit of talking up women stuff. Um, this isn't really a question about anything, is it? It's just about like, here's the thing this that r- happened in, cr- in cricket for me.
2: Yeah, and it was a good thing and I want it said to many other people. I went to a cricket camp when I was like 13 or 14 that Kerry O'Keefe was uh, coaching at. Yeah. And the two things I remember are, um, one, uh, he could bowl fucking excellently, uh, right. and I guess he, I'm guessing he would have been in his fifties or something at the time. But mm-hmm. he was rolling out flippers and shit right. like that. And then, yeah, he was telling stories, and it was the first time I heard the laugh, and it was yes. it was incredible. Unbelievable. It's I the thirteenth. c you, of Gaddy. I just want to say it, karaoke for. Uh, combination of um preparation analysis and humor unrivaled uh in australia personally um and you know he's got such extremity to his work that people in australia are gonna be like oh i don't quite like you know that that's challenging me too much or whatever but uh i think he's up there and i think if they like if the rights did change which doesn't appear they will uh he would be part of any commentary super team for me. I think he's fucking excellent.
0: Thank you very much to Matt Shaw. Thank you very much to Alex Malcolm for coming in. Thank you much to you for listening to TGC throughout 2022. We'll be back next week for the first one of 2023 after the New Year's Test Match. Hashtag Ask Fridays on Patreon and all the dailies at patreon.com forward slash If that's your sort of thing, see you later.